to the Kitchen Sink. It's a podcast about comics, games, sci-fi, horror, pop culture, music, movies, and as always, a few surprises. I'm one of your hosts, DK. And I'm Chris, your other host. Improve if you feel like it. After all this time, I'm surprised you still cannot co- co- go through that without looking at the page. I need it. I, and I just tried it on my own, and, and it doesn't work. I still say it was going to be better that way, the way you started messing up. No. No, no, no. Never. Never. This anyway. is a quality show. This is a quality show. Right. Okay. <laughs> Podcasting is a complicated profession. Oh, man. And it's still my favorite character in the show. Absolutely. So... Uh, before we get into the old Mando talk, yes, how's it all going? It's going good. Uh, yeah. Having a good Thanksgiving? Not amazing, but it, it, we got through it. You yes, know? we lived through the uh, mad rush of consumerism. Yeah, on we did that. Thanksgiving you, and, and... Well, and I lived through you trying to kill me. <laughs> um, you uh, tried to uh, feed me things that are not in my diet. I'm trying to lose weight. <laughs> And uh, everybody you, needs a little anaphylactic shock now and then. Well, and I had some, uh, <laughs> and I ate, I ate that the, the the gooey butter cake. Uh, oh my goodness, it destroyed me. I had two pieces of it. Yes, I had two pieces. Somehow still on track with the diet, but oh my goodness, <laughs> bad bad times. It was not bad times. It was bad times. I mean, people. My wife makes a gooey butter cake. Yep. And we've used that actually for my daughter as a competitive cheerleader, and we've used that as a fundraiser. Yep. I've had families buy like two and three of those. Well, they're <laughs> at the amazing. They're ama- I mean, delicious. So, yeah, sign me up. But man, that hurts. <laughs> That hurts a lot. But you know what? It's the holidays, so you're going to be off track a little bit on the, on the diet. Yeah, it's December 1st. Uh, if you remember last December 1st, we had a tornado. Yes. What yes. a what a weird thing. What a totally different day. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. It's dreary. It's, it's rainy. There was a storm yeah. yesterday. Yeah, there was a storm yesterday. <laughs> this is how things are going. <laughs> so it's all fine here. Uh, so we haven't seen Toto fly by, so we're good. Not this time. No, no. Last year I did. <laughs> so uh, it's because you threw him out the window. I did. <laughs> Don't tell anyone, please. Uh, so the whole thing right now is Yoda memes, baby Yoda memes. Yes. And I'm fine. I'm fine with it. I, I'm getting a little sick of the little guy, but uh, you know, it's that's just what happens. Well, I mean, you know, how much of a big, big pop culture icon he is already after you know technically just three episodes well four episodes well well he's in he has the technically in four he is in four i said for the most part in in three he's he's got the little et moment at the end of episode one just our our listeners come here for straight facts and 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 real you know data that's proven so i'm sure (laughs) They would prefer <laughs> you the real just keep number. digging that hole. I'm digging it. Yeah. You're digging that hole. It's not a good day for it. <laughs> so uh, anything you want to touch on before we get into the Mandalorian episodes two, three well, and four? Uh, we're going to do another deep dive, guys, on the Mandalorian. Yes. We weren't expecting to do this, but then our excitement and, and love for the Mandalorian is... Uh, just overwhelming and we had a little communication and we had a little we had a quite a good response uh, yeah so, so we're gonna do that so i'm you know i'm sorry if you don't want the spoilers but i, I mean it, you should definitely just go watch the show if you can right. get somebody's uh disney plus password whatever you have to do yeah we're about halfway through the series so eight episodes yeah we're, we're through four so yeah. you got two more of these deep dives after this yeah one. yeah yeah but um no the um New set of X titles. 
came out. We're talking Marvel here. We are talking Marvel. Um, X Force Marauders, yes. you know the uh, the uh, Excalibur. And you let me borrow some, and I failed to read them on time. I know. I'm sorry. It's all right. But there's been some big developments. There, in there. is some big developments. Um, we kind of went through, you know, we kind of looked at stuff through the first set of X titles. Yes. And we're loving the kind of I don't want to call it retro. Uh, but like the nostalgic art yeah. of each title, it's good. Hint, you know, harkens back to that late '80s, early '90s, where the X Men were were in the shiznit. Yes, that's the sound that Wolverine's claws make when they come yeah, out. Not yeah. a bad word. So, you know, now that they're hot, they make a little shiznit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so there's been a lot of big developments in that, and I yes. haven't read it all, but. Uh, it's it's pretty amazing, and uh, you, you were gonna. Did you want to drop that huge spoiler to get people into the comic, or do you want to leave that alone? There's, let's just say there's a huge spoiler at the end of X Force, which was the last yeah. title of the number ones to come out. Yeah. Let's just say there's a scene that's a smoking gun. If there was, who shot Jr. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Who did shoot Jr. <laughs> Do you remember? I don't remember. It was all in a dream. It was it? Yes. No. Yes. Is that what the whole thing was? At the was? end of the season, he woke up and it was a dream. Good Lord. I think it was like Bobby's, his brother's dream What or a something. waste of everybody's time. Oh, and that was the biggest scandal in the 80s. Oh. And they played out for the longest time of who shot JR. I hate it. And it ended up, it was a dream. It was all a dream. That's wild. <laughs> it should have a, more of a Twin Peaks style payoff where they... Show you what who killed Laura Palmer, but it's way crazier than you ever thought it could have been. <laughs> but no, this is this uh, definitely will alter the X universe. Everything that was set up is now suddenly uh, on uneven ground. On on, uh, on its ear, shall yeah. we say? Yeah. Or on its head. On its between its eyes. Yeah, something. So, but yeah, that's really interesting. So, if you were on the fence about those new X Men X comics, I mean, we've already gushed about those a lot. Yeah. But this this one as well continues the trend of being quite interesting. And even the new Marauders one, which yeah. is kind of a new complete title. Um, love the artwork. Love the yeah. story. Kitty Pride, one of my favorite X Men. Mm-hmm. She is like kind of the head, and this is a little bit of spoiler. She can't go through. The Krakoan I know. I teleporter. Saw, I read some of that one. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't. So, she can't go on the island. Well, she can go on the island. She she uh, she has to literally sail yeah. to the islands to yeah. get there because she cannot. The um the Krakoa island will not allow her to go through the portals. Yeah. So there's got to be a lot more going on with that. It's like that time when Ron and Harry tried to go through the platform in nine and three quarters and it right. was already locked, so they had to fly their car exactly. to Hogwarts. Except we get a really, uh, you know, modernized <laughs> sailboat with guns and, and everything else. Yeah. And a, you know, miniature dragon. Well, mini dragon. That's pretty sweet. Hey, Lockheed is the bomb. Way before the, uh, you know, the queen of dragons had her dragons. That little shit can tear up some stuff. What about Eddie Murphy as the voice of the dragon? Wrong one. Like in Mulan. Wrong one. Wrong one. Wrong one. M- Mulan. Wrong one. What? You know the, the live action movie does not have Mushu? I've never As seen the dragon. original. I've never seen the original. Oh, it's classic. <laughs> I'm a terrible Disney fan. Uh, it's all about women empowerment. Yeah, I'm into it. But and it's I, a good movie. I just haven't seen it. Now, the new one I don't know about. I've heard some changes where I'm not real it's happy It's live about. action, and it's like uh, they're, boy, they're yeah. just doing lots of fights and stuff and no songs. No songs. No Mushu. Mushu apparently is now a phoenix that doesn't talk. 
Well, uh, that's weird. In, instead of a dragon, that's a weird change. But I don't know. Is I that mean, more? Is that more appropriate to whatever the actual like old story is? Is there an old it, story? It, space there on? apparently is a historic story. But if you're going to say it's Mulan from the the live action right. version of Mulan, you stick with the story that you did the non live action movie. Yeah. I mean, even if, you know, the way they did uh, Beauty and the Beast and a few of the other ones, they, they and, made some uh, changes. Well, it, it, it uh, pulled from the musicals. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. I mean, that's the kind of movie it was. Mm-hmm. Mulan was, yes, very roughly based on historical events. Yes. But it had, you know, Make a Man Onto You and, and, and the... Uh, some of the other songs that were in I it. I couldn't name one. So you, that was the you only, already that's beat the only me. one that <laughs> Isabella watched it like one of the first days we had Disney Plus. Oh, I see. You know. Um I'm sure it'll be on my TV soon enough. Probably. But anyway. Um, yeah. So I mean that's you know, getting back to the X titles, really love the art. Yeah. The writing seems to be on par of when they were the top title. I mean, they yeah. At, at one point, they were outselling you know the the big trinity of of uh, DC. Well, yeah, I so yeah, that was and that was when I really first started reading comics. So that's why for me, X Men was a real big deal, right? And the show so, was on, and yep. Oh man, which by the way, if that's another reason to get Disney Plus, yeah, all yeah. the X Men cartoons and they look pretty good too. Yeah, as good as they're gonna look. Let's I, I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. You know, X Men Evolution and Wolverine and the X Men look a little bit better since they're a little more modern, but yeah. uh, the the classic nostalgia is still there with the oh, originals. Yeah, just the theme song alone is yeah. enough. I mean, to do it. I think every X Men movie should have that theme song. Just, just somewhere. It. Just yeah, somewhere. Yeah. I don't care if somebody's driving and it's. Does a car that bother you? So like in a movie when they do like uh like in Bond, there's a mm-hmm. Bond movie where he he's trying to meet his contact. And the way he knows that it's his contact in like Istanbul or whatever he's at, I don't remember where he's at, but is that they play the Bond theme on like a little like a flute, and that's how he knows. He goes, "It's an enchanting." Dude. I don't mind that. I don't mind you don't that mind at all. That? No. It's like a little wink. Well, it is a yeah. Roger Moore one, right? So, right. Of course. Well, they have played that on other ones. I mean, a lot of times it's not necessarily you know like the music of like the Snake Charmer that you know does it. Yeah. You know, like in the Roger Moore style, but to have that kind of iconic, it's almost like having anytime Vader walks into the room. Yeah. Well, you know? okay, here's I mean, another one. Did that bother you in Solo, where at the recruiting office it played the Imperial March in the in the world? That bothered me. I didn't like that at all. I was kind of on the fence. I did not enjoy that. Get that out of here. The fact, well, but the fact that music you associate with those kind of things, I. I think the Imperial March should pretty much stay with the Vader character. Mm-hmm. I mean, even when, you know, I think they should have started making a form of it in the prequels when Anakin oh, started see. going bad. Yeah. I, I, I thought they kind of should have should have done like a variance on it until yeah. the, until he was encased in the Maybe armor. I bet there's something there that I just didn't notice. I, I don't know. It I haven't seen him in a while. And I never really paid that close attention to the score. But, yeah, I so, wonder. I mean, come Except on. for the Gungan song at the end. But that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Of the, of the first prequel? Yeah. And Boss Nass goes, Peace! And then, hum, 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 hum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does. With all five chins going flap, flap, All flap. five of them, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but I think we all should have our own theme song when we walk in someplace. What would yours be like? Oh. Uh, a mix between... 
Indiana Jones, George Jefferson, and and uh, Darth Vader. You know, it's funny you bring up Indiana Jones, and I, I was going to bring this up later, but I think a little of the music in Mandalorian is a uh, is uh, Indiana Jones, and I can give you a specific example. In the Mandalorian theme, it goes ba 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 ba, right? Right. And in my head, it's supposed to go da na 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 na. That is from Indiana Jones. Yeah. That is from um, the second one. The, uh, but if you yeah. combine, I, and I think, and Gorson, Gorson, who is the, the composer, yeah, I think so, um, has done an awesome job. The music's fantastic. He's taken from uh, several different genres. Mm-hmm. I think uh, combining I some it. of John Williams stuff with like the spaghetti western stuff, mm-hmm. because after that, bah, 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 you know that it goes into a whole this, different, don't, dun, 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 yeah. dun, you know that kind of that western, yeah, that thing. western, you know, Clint Eastwood walking into Love the, it. you know, where you see the boots up, yep. walking into the tavern, kind of, kind of fingers twitching near a pistol, yeah, at a belt, which he does several times. You see, it's his like common stance. Yeah, he's got that hand, hand open hand. right above the gun. Yep. Well, you want to go and get get into it? Or All right, let's get into the meat yeah. and potatoes. Let's get into the meat and potatoes. All right. All right. Episode three, Mandalorian. The sin. The sin. The sin. Which, by the way, probably my favorite so far. Episode? Episode. It's great. I mean, this is... It's fantastic. And and we'll talk about it in detail, but this is the so... What I was expecting. I think a lot of people will probably cite this as their favorite episode, unless something wild happens. And there's, there's plenty of room for it to happen. I mean, we still have four episodes. Uh, so yeah, uh, I think yeah, very very good episode. Uh, so let's just go into it. What's okay. the first thing we see? Uh, Mando flying back to that planet that we. So, someone told me the name of the planet and I didn't write it down and I forgot. Oh man! But it doesn't really matter. No, it doesn't really matter. Although those are the kind of details I want to have. So it, if well, you know it, out there, let me know. It's that planet on the outer rim. It's out you know there. that it's kind of the you know the saloon out in the middle of the desert. But yeah. Uh, so he's flying back, and um, we get a call from Grief Grief Carga. Grief Carga, uh, best name. Apollo Creed. <laughs> it's a pretty good name. Uh, he says like he says something like, "He, I don't care if he's gonna eat it or yeah something." Where he's talking about yeah, he's yeah. like just bring, deliver d- deliver directly to the to yeah. the person. So uh, that was a weird line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mando, I love that. Yeah. So. Uh, also, Baby Yoda is crawling around in the cockpit, yes. messing around with stuff, pressing buttons. <laughs> he steals a little ball off the handle. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, but he takes it away because it's a dangerous toy. Yeah, you can yeah, choke on steel that. metal ball. And yeah. I mean, the way he sucked down the frog. Yeah, yeah. Who knows when he throws down the gully? Exactly right. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Uh, so the ships land, and you see that amazing scene of the shot of a baby Yoda in his little crib, and his ears right. are blowing around, and mm-hmm. he's just like looking at stuff, like whoa, he's adorable. Yeah. It's cute. Uh, you, you see a lot of aliens. You see a lot of... Uh, I mean, you've seen droids. You've seen Jawas. Well, I was going to say mean, there's kinda, some Jawas. And then you yeah. know, it reminds you of just last episode. Of the... Uh, some vaporizing. Pop there goes another Jawa head. Something like that. <laughs> uh, this planet, this this city is a lot like Moss Eisley. Yes. Uh but I'm glad that it isn't Moss Eisley. Like, they could have easily just said, oh, it's on Moss Eisley, and that's just how No, it they made it. I mean, it gave it the feel, that kind of outlaw-y, yeah. you know, gangster, bounty hunter type of feel. But there's a lot more to it. It's more of almost not a small town feel that, mm-hmm. you know, outskirt kind of, 
you know, the old gold rush kind of town that Mos Eisley seemed like. Yeah. It's a little more of a, I wouldn't want to say metropolitan. It's not. But it, a little more of a, I don't know, a little bit bigger of that that kind of, that sceny backwater. Yeah, it, it is more of that for sure. And, well, what I was going to say You know, it's was, not like Manhattan, but it's more like Hell's Kitchen. Hex Kitchen, please. <laughs> uh, but what I was going to say was uh, that I think it makes Moss Eisley less special, and I like that. Because, yeah. like, I want Moss Eisley to be like, well, this these are everywhere, you know. Right. It, it kind of makes them both like, well, this, this is just the way it is around this, you know, galaxy. Right. And this planet's just another one and whatever. The things happening here just happen yeah, to be happening Yeah, and I mean, it, it has a totally different feel. Yeah. That's the one thing I've liked. Every one of the planets that he's been on so far, completely different. They've had a little bit of underlining connection, but... They've been completely different. I mean, starting from the first one he went to, to the ice planet, mm-hmm. you know, you could have said, oh, this is just another Hoth. Yeah. Well, it's not. It's not. No, it's it's a lot more like a frozen Wisconsin town. Yes, it really is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Uh, Especially with the Horatio's hands. Yeah, I don't want to talk about I it. I was waiting for that one. Horatio's glands. Oh, she, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, like, it kind of makes the Star Wars sort of events seem more routine, but I like that. Yeah. Um, so, you, he, he heads back to the Imperials. He's got the, he's got the baby Yoda. Right. He knocks on the door, and you get the same ball droid from, uh, from Jabba's <laughs> palace with yes. the uh, troop of Plinky, or whatever he says. Right. Um, the, they're walking in, and the trooper puts his hand on the crib thing. Right. And uh, Mando goes, hey, take it easy. And the soldier goes, "You take it easy." <laughs> but what I, it's a typical, you know, seedy gangster kind of underground place that would be that kind of. But also, in some way, it's like, no, you shut up. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but it also shows that the Mandalorian is getting a little, a little more attached, to a little, little more of a conscious when it comes to the little fella. Yeah. yeah. So that's an interesting, you know, that's a little story bit. Yeah. And uh, we're just gonna call him Yod. Yoda, Yoda, baby Yoda. No, Yo- no Yoda. That's a specific one. <laughs> all right, all right. It's Yoda. So as soon as they walk into the room, uh, you get uh, Werner Herzog going, "Yes, yes," and they're they're like <laughs> shining a little laser on it, and he's like, "Yes, very healthy, very good." You know, um, well, of course he's healthy. He ate a frog. Yeah. <laughs> and what else? You know, we didn't get to see him the whole time. Who knows what he snuffed yeah. down that palate? Well, we see something else later, but I can't talk about well, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, it, but Mando's kind of mad. He's like, how many fobs did you even give out? Like, this right. This is stupid. Um, Everyone! Well, and Werner Herzog, is, he's yeah. not lying about it. No. He, he's like, look, it was way too important. I needed it, I needed this to get done. Right. But to the to the victor goes the spoils. Right. And uh, and he gets the special ice cream container. It's called a Camtono? Is okay. that right? I think that's right. I th- yeah. They say... Well, they say something later that I think that's what it is. Right. So I think it's called the Camtono. Uh, but yeah, they so what they do is they give him the the best car steal. He just pulls it out from under the desk, and uh, <laughs> because you know the mo- one of the most valuable minerals just, yeah. in the on in the universe, you just keep it you under know, the desk. Have an ice cream bucket full of it under your desk. Right. Which, as as fans will know, that's the ice cream bucket from Cloud City. Yes. Mm. Was the uh, the ice cream guy running w- for his life, protecting that ice cream? And Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> if you don't know about it, Google it. Yeah. Um, it, there's about 
20, 18 to 20 best cars. I counted them. Yeah. I I think it's 20, but then later when you see them being smelted, there's only 18 laid out in the thing. Maybe that's all that would fit. Well, that or, or maybe the two were saying, complete two were saying for the... For the foundlings. foundlings. That's another thing I was thinking, yeah. Um, So, yeah, Mandalorian clearly has some doubts. He's He, he questions... uh. He questions Herzog about, hey, what are you going to do with it? And immediately, Werner Herzog is like, well, oh, uh-uh. He's like, yeah. I think uh, I thought it was the uh, way of the code that you the, the events are now forgotten, is what he said. Right. But yeah. I love the way he says that, too. But uh, you can tell that Mando is just not happy about it. No. It's not sitting right. But he takes he takes that Beskar. Right. He gets out of there. And uh, let's see here. Oh, but... Uh, Werner Herzog has an amazing line. Um, he says, uh, finding a Mandalorian in these trying times is more difficult than finding the steel. Hmm. That's brutal. Yeah. Uh, that's it's really, what again, that's like really good world building because now we know like, well, there's so few Mandalorians. Right. Left. You know, we have this steel and it's like only valuable. Well, it's not only valuable to them, but they're the no. ones that really value it. So right. we have this control over you and your people still. But, yeah, I, I thought that was a really neat line and a neat way to put it. And I think that was a slight, after he made that, co- you know, after the Mando made that comment, I think that was a slight jab at him. Yes. Also, that he's kind of, you know, you're not supposed to be asking those kind of questions yeah. if you're a true Mandalorian, you know, kind Absolutely, of thing. yeah. Absolutely. Which, that seems to get questions a little bit in this episode. Yes. Because we go back to the guild. Right. Uh, you just see him walk down that like hallway, and there's just like a ton of Mandalorians just hanging out. And, and that's the thing, you know. You originally see like you know all you saw in the previous episode was like a couple. Yeah. And then you see the fa- the the uh, yeah the founder or the blacksmith, the armorer, the armorer, armorer. Come on. Sorry. But before that, I'm distracted see, by the horns. You see, you see the heavy artillery, Mando, yes. uh, Ham, if you ham, want to call him yes. Ham. Um, you see uh, some some other like Boba Fett looking guy. I mean, right. really, and most of them have uh, varying degrees of armor and helmets. But literally, and like four to five times more guys than you saw in the yeah. first. And there's an obvious reason why right. that they're showing more. Yes. Um. So, uh, so the armorer says, uh, "We're going to make you some new armor, basically." Uh, but she warns him it's going to draw many eyes. Yes. And uh, you can tell the other Mandos are not happy about it. Well, because you see him start walking behind walking in. in the doorway, you know, yep. kind of staring over the shoulder, and then Ham walks in the door. Um, yeah, he he comes in, and then the uh, the 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 armorer says, "You you earned the Mudhorn as your signet." That's so. Now we know that 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 animal that he fought in the last one was called the Mudhorn. Mudhorn. Right. Mudhorn. Mudhorn. <laughs> but he doesn't want it because he says he he was helped by an enemy to defeat it. He, was, right. he said something about it wasn't a wasn't an honorable kill. Right. It was not. <laughs> no. No. Um. But so he. Well, and then she questioned the whole, why would an enemy help you? Yeah. And he said, well, he didn't know he was my enemy. Yeah. So there he again he's still conflicted about this Yoda thing. Right. He doesn't know. He doesn't know how to feel. He's lost. He's confused. He is very lost. So. The other Mandos are coming in, and they kind of accuse our Mando of being a coward. And he says something along the lines of, "You uh, share the share tables with the Empire, right?" Something along those lines, which we know, you know, we know the Empire is our enemy, and the Empire so, is part of, part of the reason why they're yeah, in hiding. Where they hide, yeah. Yes. And he says they only come out one at a time. Yes, 
that line. So that's why they think there's so few of them. I, yes. th- I think it's the biggest. So they hide their numbers, which right. makes sense. But man, yeah, it's like uh, that's again more really interesting. Just little bits of knowledge about the Mandos. That we're, you've never had. We're learning I mean, so that, many yeah. things that, yeah, have never really been. Never, and really in the books, they've never if, even discussed. If that's out there in the books, I don't remember it. I, I and It might be, but I, I mean, don't. going in, in through my head, I you know, because I've read those several times, I can't think of once that, you know, that because really the main one that you ever find, you know, that's ever in the extended universe is Boba. It's just Boba. Yeah. Boba I mean, you've got some prequel Django stuff. Yeah. And then the one imposter. That Jodo Bo- cast. Jodo cast that uh, Boba goes after. Oh, yeah. Oh, does he? Yes. He goes after him. <laughs> but anyway. The the heavy Mando says, basically calls him a coward. Uh, and the armorer says that the Mandalore are both hunter and prey. How can one be a coward if one chooses this life? Right. Which is pretty cool. So and that kind of shuts him up, but... Th- that's the point that Ham grabs him by the helmet. He, he, he goes right for the helmet, which yes. is another thing we didn't really know for sure about before, but... So it's, uh, but we didn't learn about it in this episode. Yes. So we'll we'll, we'll go back to that when we talk about but the next you see, one. Yeah, you see Heavy Mandalorian going to grab Mando's helmet off, which is clearly like a sign of dishonor. Well, and because it, a little bit before that she asked, have you ever taken your helmet right. off? Or has has an enemy ever removed it? Right. And he says no. So he's he retains his, uh, I don't know what you call it. They don't have, I don't know if there's a word for it. It's almost yeah. like a... Like a Shaolin monk kind of thing. Well, the thing I think know. of is like a luchador, isn't it? Like if you have your mask removed, like it's a shame, it's a dishonor. Yeah, I, I mean, kind of. I, I don't know how true that is. Yeah. Like, I know that from like WCW wrestling. <laughs> so that's, but that's where I've heard right. that, and they're always trying to undo your mask, right, or whatever. So yeah, interesting. So that's a, but that's another really cool little, just well, like cultural. We've, we've never heard of really yeah. from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the vibroblades come out. The vibroblades come out. Mando gets some good shots on, and he, but he just scratches the armor. Right. So th- that's another thing, though. We see how strong that armor is, too. Yes. It, they just glance off, and it kind of sparks a little bit, but it doesn't... Uh, well, I mean, you know, we've kind of seen it a couple times. I mean, he took a full-on chest blast yeah. from IG-11 in the first episode. That's true. And then he's taken some... Glancing so, shots. Yeah, so we've seen it against lasers, and we've seen it against blades mud, now. And then the mud, a horn. mud horn kind of wrecked it. But yeah, when you have a you know basically a ten ton, ton uh, truck horn you in the yeah. chest he's, more than once. Yeah, he's lucky. Right, he's lucky. Uh, so then the the armorer calms them down, and they they just kind of hold their vibro blades to each other for a little bit, and he backs off. Uh, so, but she tries to give him the mud horn signet. And he doesn't want it. Right. Uh, and so she's like, well, I'm going to make you some whistling birds then. Ah, the whistling birds. Yes. So, which, is it? does that seem like a waste of the steel? <laughs> doesn't it? Yes and no. That should be I made mean, out of something else. But the fact that maybe that, maybe that Beskar metal amplifies the explosion or something. I mean, think of it like a grenade. Yeah, I mean, there was little explosions, right? Right. But... I don't know. You know, think of how much that steel that's almost like, um, it almost seems like not quite as strong as like a vibranium from the, you know, Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. Almost almost to that level, but it takes excessive, excessive amount yeah. of force to... It just put, seems like if this is your precious thing, you wouldn't put it into a projectile and just shoot it at somebody. Depending, you, well, and it says use them, and she even says... They're rare. Rare, use them wisely. Yeah. 
seems like you could just get something a little lower. You know, he's got some money. Whatever, it doesn't matter. It's it, it pays off, is what I'm yes. saying. So it doesn't matter. But to, that struck me as like a huh, okay. But uh, so he's obviously he's thinking about the foundlings, mm-hmm. and he goes, "Oh, reserve some for the foundlings." Right. Always, this is the way. Uh, and that's the motto because they all, all kind of they all do it. This is the way they love it. Yes. Uh, while while they're fixing his armor and he's getting all new armor, um, you see him having another Flash flashback. Back. Yes, and you get to see more of him with his parents running away from um, Imperial. Oh, no, they're not, not Imperial droids, are they? No. They're, those are Trade Federation droids, yes. right? So that's interesting, and kind of gives you an idea of the timeline, right? Um, and the droid looks good. It's good. To, I have to say, yes. it's good to see one. Uh, you know, in another movie, just yeah, because it was cool. the big. Uh, um, destroyer droid? Yeah, I think... No, or no, no or, destroyers are droid decals or whatever. Right, right, right. right. Um, the what heavy you, one. The, the heavy What droid. do you call that? Uh, I don't know what they're called. It's the big black ones, not the little, yeah. you know, the Roger kind, Roger ones. No, no, it's the kind that C-3PO gets his head put on, if you remember. No. Isn't it? No, that was the Roger Roger one. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, I thought he got his head put on one of those. No, it wasn't on the big black ones. Okay, but there's a lot of those. There's a lot of those in that scene. Yeah. On, on uh, Geonosis or whatever. Right. You're right. You're right. He goes on. A, he goes on a little. Uh, one of those little guys. Yeah. Okay. You're right. Roger. Roger. Yeah. Uh. So then we see him getting thrown into like, like a looks like a cellar. A cellar, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, some explosions, and his parents probably getting blown up or blasted. But then. The thing flies open, and the droid points his gun at him, and then that's that, all we that's see. That's kind of where the vision ends, yeah. So you have a theory. That, so what do you think? Who do you think is going to save him? I think it's Boba. You think it's going to be Boba Fett? I think it's going to be Boba Fett. Yeah, that's what my theory was, too. It makes sense for it to be Boba. I've seen online some people think it's going to be Obi-Wan, and it's going to be like a you know, like a reference but- to the... To the uh, Obi Wan show, and they'll introduce that. It's possible. But it's I, possible, but the fact that the Jedi and the Force—we've talked about this—that you know, it's kind of still myth, and yeah. that you know, it's not. You know, the Jedi's and the Force is less rare, or you know, is more rare than seeing a Mandalorian. Right, and the, ever, even the Mando is like. When, whenever the Baby Yoda used the Force, he acted like he'd never seen it or heard right. it before. He didn't understand. So that's why I think it's it's Boba. Yeah, I think it's Boba, or at least not Obi Wan right. or or a Jedi. Right, or I don't think it's a Jedi. It wouldn't make sense. No. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess if he just used a lightsaber or something, and then you know, it was just like, oh, that's a weird weapon. Anyway, and it takes all. You know, but, takes but, all the opposite But doesn't it make more sense? Like, how did they end up with the Mandos? Probably a Mando saved him. Right. So I think, yeah, I think I think if it's not Boba Fett, I'll be surprised. Right. Uh, but we'll see, I guess. And I, I wonder if we'll find out this season. We may not. We might not. But it does seem like their teasing is pretty heavily. Like, that'll be a big reveal. That'll be like Maybe a, the one of the last episode. two episodes, yeah. yeah. That, that, could, that could be it. So uh, you see his armor getting fixed, and they, they uh, make him a new chest plate, and they make him a new everything. Everything except for his helmet. Yep. Uh, and the one shoulder. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So then the next thing you see is him uh, going to the, back to the cantina. Yes. Meeting up with Grief Carva, Karga. Karga. Uh, he's a puck Nazi. He won't <laughs> give that guy a puck. No. He says, Dust breather. Yeah, he calls him Dust breather and says he failed. Probably the mission that he failed was to kill the Mando, I'm going to assume. Or, or get at to least the... get Baby Yoda, right. which probably would have inclu- included killing Mando. Right. So, um, 
He's very happy to see uh, Mando. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, and he asks him how many how many people were on that job, and he, he looks around and he goes, "All of them, all of them." <laughs> yeah. He's losing it. He's straight up just shouting. <laughs> well, it's because he has. He was given well, a little Beskar steel. Rich, yeah. yeah, he flashes some steel around, which. Like if I was Mando, I'd be mad. I'd like that belongs to my people, or, right. or or like I feel like I whatever I I should have that. So or maybe not. Maybe he's maybe he's like oh he earned it whatever that's his. Well, name. and he's kind of you know he pulls it out from his vest. Yeah, just flashes it. Just kind of flashes it and puts it back in. Yep, right over his heart. Yes, that's where I keep my best car. <laughs> my best car. It sounds Your like best I'm saying car? best car. I know. I keep mine in the garage, except I don't. I park on the street. <laughs> so. Uh, he's telling Mando to just chill out. Mando just wants his next job, right? But he's like, "Oh, let's chill. Let's calm down. Let's go to the let's go to the Twi'lek healing baths, and uh, just have a little fun. You know, basically chill out." But Mando just wants his next job, and uh, he says, uh, "All right, take your pick. Pick anyone you want. Take any puck." And he goes for a puck that's a uh, looks like a Mon Calamari, and he, he says, "You're headed to the ocean dunes of." Uh, Boy, did I write it down? I thought I remember, and I don't remember. Yeah, I totally forgot. Yeah, the ocean dunes of somewhere. Yeah. But he's getting uh, somebody's son who skipped bail. <laughs> Something like that. It's funny that that's a thing in Star Wars. Right. So. Uh, well, that was in the first one. And bail jumper, bail yeah. jumper, bail jumper. Uh, yeah. You know, one oddball thing. and then... Yeah. It's like all they're doing. Yeah. So uh, he, he, gets his, he gets his puck and... Uh, Asked, but then he asks Grief about what are they going to do with the kid. Right. He's like, no, you know, it's it's against the code to be into that. Just leave it alone. He's like, he basically says, uh, get a Camtono of spice, which is where I got the word Camtono. I think yeah. that's the same word, which which is like space uh, drugs. Apparently. Space, uh, space dust. I don't know if it's like, I don't know what drug they compare it to, but I think they were saying cocaine in some of the... Some of the stuff I've read, cocaine or meth, something like that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's basically get a Camtona of spice, and by the time you come out of hyperspace, you'll have forgotten all about it. So he's just saying, do some drugs, and you'll forget. Yeah, you'll be fine. Uh, so when he goes to leave, well, for, he he leaves, and uh, you know, he, he, he he's you can tell he's really conflicted. He's not right. He's not liking it. He gets in his uh, Razor Crest. Which is an awesome ship. It's all right. I don't still don't love it, but it's cool. It is cool. I like it for the fact that it's it's a throwback. It is a throwback. But you can tell it's had some modifications. Well, and also, but you can also tell it's kind of been through some hell. Yeah, that's why. I mean, it's yeah. kind of a. It's not on the level of like Millennium Falcon been through some hell. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it is sort of along the same lines of like this. This ship is clearly old. Right and, and and been having been used for so many years, which is part of why the Star Wars universe is so cool. Right, because it's got that space age, lived but in, you lived in feel. Yeah, like it's been going on for you know millennia, a long time. Right. So he gets in his, his ship and he's firing everything up and he's doing all his checks and then he he goes to pull a lever and uh oh that little ball's missing. That baby Yoda was playing. The, yeah, with it was sitting down where he and he just kind of freezes and his hand is still out and he's just sort of staring off into space. You can tell he's just really conflicted. Right. Not sure what he's supposed to do, what decision he's going to make. And he just he just goes for it. He shuts it down. He goes back to town. You have that big, 
like I said, moment. this yeah, this episode reminds me so much of like a combination of the Magnificent Seven uh, again, and Lone yes. Wolf and Cub. It's supposed to, yeah. And, and I mean, this kicks that really kicks that feel off big time at this moment. At this moment, yeah. yeah. So you know, you know, there's like kind of a huge task that has to be done, right? That probably won't end well. But you're going to go do it because you're going to go do it. And at this point, this is where the music changed a little bit. I mean, yes. it literally was that good, bad, and ugly, you know, with the Mandalorian music theme in mixed with it. Yeah. Because he, he, you know he's got a plan already in his mind. Yeah, he knows what to do. And I think the fact that every time he was conflicted, he was building that in his head. Oh yeah, it's almost like the plan was there all, all along. Right. Like I guess I'm gonna, I guess I got to do it. Yeah. But so when he finally decided, he doesn't need to like think about it. He knows what to do. Yeah. That's awesome. So uh, he uh, powers down the ship. Uh, he goes back to where the Imperials were. The first thing he does is go and he looks like by the trash, and he sees Baby Yoda's crib in there. Right. Uh, I mean, you know, if it's like a car seat, they only last so long. They probably threw it away for safety reasons, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> you can only use these for so long. Yeah. But it only lasts 50 years. Right. Um, and, and the thing that I liked, you know, I, I, I will definitely give uh, Pedro Pascal uh, big props. Because you can tell his emotion. I've kind of said this before. He's really doing it. He's it's coming re- through the armor. He's Yeah, and that's, that acting of his is coming through the armor because you can really tell he's pissed off at that point when that baby crib is in the in the trash. Yeah, he, you know? that really does it to him. Yeah. yeah. So he climbs up on a roof, and you see him using his gun. Which we find a new power for. Yeah, he can see through walls like the Predator. Like a uh, heat yeah, vision. A little thermal and microphone. Yeah, yeah, and we hear and a line. Like a parabolic microphone. We it. hear a line that is pretty interesting that I don't know if people notice. and I think it's going to maybe be a big reveal at some point. Mm-hmm. But you hear, you hear Pershing go, he specifically ordered us to bring it back alive. Yes. Who's he? Right. Who's he? Is it the Emperor? Mm-hmm. Is it? I mean, is, is it? You know, <laughs> did Vader survive? No. Vader burned up. He's dead. Vader's dead. <laughs> Vader's so dead. You never know. No, he's ripping Cloned. Piece. Cloned. They didn't clone Vader. Mm. No. No. Who knows? No, Maybe I Maybe if Rain Johnson would have kept taking on Look, Vader's dead. Vader is done and dead. Um... Yes, yes, he is. So, I, well, the next thing is amazing. I, this was maybe my favorite. This is pretty close. <laughs> I know what you're talking he, about. He knocks on the door. The eyeball droid comes out, and he he grabs it and just yanks it out of its socket, and it's screaming. <laughs> it's really funny. He just grabs it and throws it down. And just nonchalantly just roll, kind of spins away and yeah. walks the other yeah. direction. It's essentially like a, you know, a, a bag on a porch. <laughs> On Halloween, a burning yeah, bag. A burning bag. If you know what I mean. So, um, <laughs> I really love that. That's yeah. a great touch. That's to distract them. And, and get the them angle outside. was great on that. Yeah, perfect. You know, it kind of had that odd angle where the the eye was close. So, you know, and I just love it. It just comes out, and you see his hand just grabbing. It's, it's like, ah! yeah. <laughs> the fact that the droid screams. And it almost really... seemed like it had a little like resistance. He the, he first... Yeah. It's like, oh shit. <laughs> Uh, that was delightful. That's yes. the, my, maybe my favorite touch in the whole thing so far. Uh, he starts assaulting the building. He blows up a wall, makes his own door, um, starts blasting some troopers. Right. Getting it done, getting in there. Um, 
What? What is happening here? Oh, here we go. I've I've switched over to a separate paper. Uh oh. For notes. That's that's what's going on here. Uh. Um. There's there's one shot where there's two troopers. It's like one of the f- one of the first sets of troopers that he kills, and they're coming towards the camera trying to find him, but he's behind them. Right. One thing that I noticed, and I, uh, it's because I was listening to another podcast, and they were talking about in Rogue One, all the troopers are right-handed. I've never paid attention. All the to death that. troopers are right-handed, right? And they all use these sort of like modern. Their whole point they were making was that they all use these like modern military techniques. They right. look like special ops troopers from now, and right. that sort of bothered them because it didn't feel very Star Warsy, uh-huh. which was a weird complaint. But I get it. I understand that. I, I, I felt it, but I didn't. It didn't really bother me. Right. Um, but in this, two separate troopers coming towards the camera, holding guns in one left and one right. To make it symmetrical as they're okay. coming towards the camera. I don't know why that came into my mind. I guess just because I was listening to that cast and I was like, oh, well, right <laughs> oh, here. I have to go back. Oh, here's yeah, another, uh, yeah. yeah, here's another little thing that's just interesting. So, and because you don't know that, like, do they, are they conditioned to be certain handed or, or does it, you know, like. You well, know, and I mean, the original Stormtroopers, you know. They would all have been the same. They would all have been the same. But then, you know, like the newest ones. That are the first order troopers. Yeah, they recruited. Right. So it's like, are they, they would have are they been. starting to recruit guys that aren't? You yeah. know, it's like you don't know necessarily know. We don't know when they switched over from clones, but right. I, I, I mean, I'm sure that was. I mean, obviously, that's even before Episode Four. Right. They run. They would have run out of clones. They would have aged out. That kind of thing. Um, there's there's some real good shots here. Yes. Some great little scenes of and he, and you see him. Uh, you see him using everything. He uses his cable. He uses his pistol, his vibroblade, even the flamethrower and his rifle. That everything. Was awesome. The flamethrower kill is brutal. Yes. You, the screaming is yeah. man. And you see the blackened stormtrooper just laying on the <laughs> ground. Uh, there's one point when he slams a guy, and they like chop some frames out, and there's like a flash, yeah. and it makes it seem way more like visceral and brutal. It's, yeah. it's a really you feel the weight of that slam. I like that one a lot. Well, and I think I think the way they shot those fight scenes up to. Him getting, you know, finding where Yon is. Yeah. You can tell his emotion. He's more brutal. Absolutely. Trying to to get to him. No question. Than, you know, you see shortly after. Using any means necessary. Right. Uh, so I mean, he, and then when he puts his, the blaster rifle that also has a taser on it. Yes. Under the chin and the oh, one. Oh, man. Yeah, he does it all. <laughs> yeah. He does it all. So he, he finally he gets through a bunch of guys. He finds Pershing with uh, Baby Yoda. Right. And there's one of those uh, droids, those torture droids from... Uh, from Star Wars. Star Wars, yeah, yeah, the first one. Blows a hole through it. Just blasts it. Yeah. And initially Pershing thinks he's there to kill the baby. Right. But... Which that was kind of a... I mean, I know you had the communication. Yeah. But for him to think that killing the baby, Pershing would think... You know, for him to, to the man known to kill the baby. Well, he doesn't know. No, he's a scared little. Guy. Well, that's what I mean. It's it's kind of, you know, how almost he is more protective. Well, that's what I was gonna say. He he straight up says, "Well, I told him not to kill it. I I'm the one that kept it alive. Like, uh, it it shouldn't be killed or whatever." Um, he, so he, Pershing is the one who protected him. It says so. Um, because Werner Herzog wanted to kill him right then and there. He yeah. didn't care. Yeah. So he, you know, he says. You know, 
I, I, you know, I, I, I made sure he was still alive. I, I made sure he wouldn't kill him. Yeah. So. Well, and then it looks like Baby Yoda is getting. I, I don't know. The thing I thought of was maybe like he's getting his DNA sequenced or something. Like a biopsy kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know what they're doing, but because he, he wasn't real coherent. He was kind of asleep. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, but if you look at the thing, it's like grabbing those long and short lines, which kind of right. reminds me of DNA. Yeah. I wonder if it's something to do with that. I wonder if it's measuring metachlorines. Oh, wow. I didn't think of that. It could have been. Yeah. But, I mean, because let's be honest. I mean, he's not a physical specimen. None of their their creatures are. But I wonder because in episode one, uh, doesn't, doesn't uh, Qui-Gon send? He's like, I'm sending you a sample now. Yeah. But he just sends it over the communicator. Right. They didn't need a huge machine. Right. So I don't know. I don't know what it would be. It's it's. We'll find. I'm sure we'll find out. Yeah, it's it's yet to come. Um, so but yeah, he uh, he get, he gets Baby Yoda, and then it gets real serious because he's got to keep the kid under his arm. Well, then you do notice that he does not kill. He doesn't the, kill Pershing. No, he does kill Pershing. No. He uh, so he just slugs him, doesn't he? No, no, he doesn't even do doesn't that. Doesn't he? Remember, he's still cowering on the floor. Oh, I thought he shot him. I thought he. Uh, I thought he like either hit him or stunned him. I don't know. I, look, I've never seen this show. <laughs> uh yeah so he gets uh he gets going and he he's got it's more it's even more crazy because he's got the kid under his arm and he's got to protect the kid and while he's, he's all wrapped and got him all yeah, wrapped up swaddled bun- if yes. you will and he's so i mean to- he took the t- care and time to do that yes you know i mean that's that just shows uh how much of a connection he actually it's obvious now. even though he yeah. denied himself of having it oh he has it yeah he has then it. he actually does so he's walking out, and he gets kind of cornered in a larger room by a bunch of troopers, four of them, I think. Yeah. And they're like, all right, we got you. Put the put the thing. Or he says, oh, hang on. What I'm holding is very valuable. Let me put it down. Right. And then they're like, all right, stand up. And, and he does the whistling birds on him. Yeah, he sets, sets maybe sets Yoda, Yoda down, down and just you see him clench that hand. And yeah. then just the nice little. Oh, man. Very Iron Man moment there. Yes. I love that doesn't bother me that it's kind of the same as Iron Man. That's I, okay. I liked seeing it. It was it was nice. Uh and then you, you see him he kind of gets out uh but but you see all the uh all the guys in the cantina all their fobs start going off. Right. And then you even see Grief Karga kind of looking at one thinking about oh boy. Because the one thing and I noticed um when he was going through where um the stormtroopers and where Baby Yoda was, you never see Werner Herzog. No, he's gone. He's gone. Yeah. We don't know where he is. Yeah. He could be anywhere. So, I mean, he could have been still in the facility. I think he's in the bath. <laughs> Maybe on the shitter. But probably. Probably. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, Mandalorian thinks it's a good idea to just walk down Main Street uh, with this kid, which I don't think makes a lot of sense, but he does it. Not so much. <laughs> it makes for some cinematic fun. But he uh, yet again that, straight down Main that spaghetti western. Yeah, it almost had to be right. Yeah. So he goes down Main Street. He gets surrounded. They're all around him. Uh, he, he, Grief Karga is there, and he in says, front of him, he's in right front at of him. right at the gateway. You can almost. see his ship right behind. It's a classic setup. Right. Oh, that we j- if you can just get through that doorway. Right. You can get out. And uh, Grief Karga says a line that was interesting. He says, uh, "I'm your only hope." Yeah. And that's a nice little callback there to uh, some help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. <laughs> but it's uh, not in the same context. But I thought that was interesting that they. Not nearly. It was an echo. It was yeah. one of those Star Wars echoes that they do. 
so you know the shooting starts he jumps into that it's like a wagon it's like a wagon with a astromech in a front of it driving yeah. and he he tells the droid to drive and it shakes its head no and he points and a he gun and he threatens it. it with a gun <laughs> and then it drives for like i don't know a little well, it bit. drives for a while. And it, then gets it gets close blasted. to the gateway. Gets, well, grief cargo. He's not it. shooting at him because, and mind you, all this time, all these bounty hunters They're that are around away. are all blasting away, and they shoot almost nearly as bad as a stormtrooper does, if not worse. And Mando is just picking them off left and right, oh, laying yeah. down on the, you know, in this wagon. It's good cover, yeah. Again, it's very much like a western. It is so much. <laughs> You've got guys on rooftops. I mean, yeah. it's. So he starts to disintegrate, right? Which is awesome. Yes, he uses that gun, and Grief Cargus <laughs> says, "Like, oh, that's a, that's an impressive weapon." Yeah, and he knows they're in trouble. Yeah, kind of almost harken back to that uh, Han Solo. Uh, I kind of get me one of those. I kind of get me one of those <laughs> with a blaster. Yeah, with a bowcaster. Blaster, yeah. yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, let me see that. Let me see that. Yeah. <laughs> that seemed very Harrison Ford. Yes, <laughs> he's, he's barely Han Solo anymore. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, I don't have time for. Just give me that. Yeah. <laughs> but then Grief Cargo takes out the astromech. Yeah, literally which is a funny at the shot. doorway. Yeah. yeah, and it's kind of crashes. Right, and uh, people are being shot. It's pretty hectic. Yeah, and uh, they say he says something along the lines of, um, "What? Give us the kid." And then he says, uh, "No," or whatever. And then Grief Cargo says, "How about we kill you mm-hmm. and we strip your body for parts?" Which I thought was kind of brutal. Yeah, pretty good line. And uh, he's kind of cornered, and they're all blasting at him, and he's just sort of looking at Baby Yoda. I was saying, he's got that moment that he's kind of huddling over, yeah, you know, as a protector. The sound kind of mutes, and you can tell he's just in the zone. Like, he's probably planning, but just, you know, yeah, questioning everything and staring at the kid. Well, and then, of course, you know, while, while Grief Cargo's talking, you got that other guy kind of trying to sneak up behind him, yeah. you know, as he's kind of laying there. But, of course, you know... Mando's right. a badass, so he's not going to get... This is correct. So <laughs> he'll kicks the guy in the head, then blasts him as he's falling down. Very good, yes. I enjoyed that. And then uh, guess what happens? We get some backup. Yes. The manned bros. And lots of, lots of backup. All the bros show up. Yes. And uh, Definite Magnificent Seven moment at oh, that point. Oh, great. And it was magnificent. Yes. And there was more than seven. Yes, there was. A, a whole lot more. And they, they're all they're all flying out. They're using yeah, they're, their jetpacks. Jet packs. Better than I've ever seen them used uh, by the... Oh, by, yeah. Well, because Boba Fett's just sort of... I, mean, I guess he uses it correctly once. Right. To, to fly from the barge to the other little skiff. Right. And uh, Return of the Jedi. But that's... Like that's really the only use. It's really the only time you've seen Otherwise, it, used it gets correctly. smashed with a force pike, and then he flies. Well, into the I Sarlacc. mean, in the prequels, Django oh, used right. it right. You're right. He uses it quite well. Right. So, but you see these guys doing the same. I mean, in multitude, you know, <laughs> just yeah. they're flying everywhere, and it's not like they're even strafing. They're just they just come over this. They seem like clearing. they're kind of hard to control. They're like they're not the most. Uh, 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 what's the fancy technology? Like they're not the easiest thing to control. Right. It's kind of like Iron Man, the like the fourth or fifth time he, he tested the rockets. Flies through not the, the first time, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, tons of Mandos. You get to see some great action. More more Mandalorian action than ever in Star Wars. Ever. And it's glorious. Yes. This scene was pretty excellent. I think in a matter of three minutes, you've seen more Mandalorian action than there's been in yeah. you know eight movies. Incredible. It's very good. It's a. I think like. It, 
eight-year-old me would have been crying. Oh, I know. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I, I may have shed a tear. <laughs> just a little one. It was L- fantastic. L- you know, they, there was something in my eye on that That's one. the payoff that we waited. And uh, then when Ham wa- you know, lands. Oh, you see him flying down. Yeah. And uh, he says something along the lines of... Uh, uh, Mando says uh, we're gonna have to relocate the covert. I guess that's what they call their their like little area, their, right? Their, where are they their, their group, their right. it's almost like a coven. I was gonna say like their coven. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have to relocate the covert and and the uh, covert. covert. And, and heavy Mando's like whatever, man. This is the way. Yeah, we, it, we're all good here. We're we're bros, and I think obviously you get to see a little resolution with that, uh, and it strengthens a little bond sense a little of bit respect, yeah. Because he's like, oh, okay, the, the thing I was mad about before, you've you've clearly felt the same, and right, we figured it out, and now we're all going to help each other out because that's what we do. This is the way. This is the way. We and I, and I wasn't sure. I thought there was going to be maybe some fallout of like, oh well, we we don't agree with what Mando's doing, so. We're gonna help you, but then you're in trouble. But it just seems like no, we're we're a big family, right. so we're gonna all take care of each other. And if right. we have to go to a new planet, we're gonna go to a new planet. It's just what we do. So, I really like that. But the uh, yeah, hit the the heavy assault rifle that Ham was oh, yeah. carrying. Oh yeah, that made that that uh, it's like a chain gun. It made that turret look silly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed that. He's got to get one of those too. Yes, but. Uh, the whole and when the camera pulls back, you see just like I said, there are many of dozens of them, right? And and it looks like the whole settlement is just engulfed in a firefight. <laughs> it, it, well, and then you see him running to the ship, and you see the the town like behind that's him. That's the shot, yeah. And I mean, it looks like fireworks going off, and you can tell they're all pretty much going one direction. And the scale from of the it, Mandalorians towards everyone yeah, else. The scale of it is pretty great for television. Yes, I mean, you really see the budget. I mean, they really use it. It looked like a Disney fireworks show. It sure did. <laughs> and I mean, so, anyway, he gets on the ship. He makes it there with Baby Yoda. And who's on the ship waiting? Grief Karga. Our old buddy, Grief Karga. Uh, but he's quickly uh, taken care of. Mando, he uses his um, little... Uh, his uses Towing his, cable. His cable, yeah. cord thing. To, uh, is that the carbon freeze? Yes. He hits the carbon freeze and it kind of sprays out and he uses that to as a distraction to get away and then just through the smoke, just blasts Karga right in the heart. Well, and Karga sits there and shoots at him like three times yeah. and can't see him. Can't see him, but he's got so, the visor and the heat vision, so right. it's like no trouble One shot. Him. Yeah. Well, and at that point, yeah, it hits him dead square in the heart. Yeah, and he but, falls out. He just falls out of the right. ship. But I think that was intentional. Well, of course it was. Because he knew that he had that best car. Oh, you think it Mando knew about? Yes. Hmm. I hadn't considered that. Because I mean, he hit him dead square. If you looked, yeah, dead square in that plate, and he knew that he put that in that in his chest. I don't. In I his didn't. Vest. That didn't occur to me. I wonder it didn't if that's occur. true. We'll no. find out. Yeah, it seems I like mean, he he's obviously looked... alive. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, he sits up and he loves. He just sees his best car and he just kind of goes. Ugh. But yeah, he we, we still got some grief cargo. Yeah, We're good, good, good. I don't want it, I don't want him to go yet. Uh, so he flies away, and as he's flying off planet, we get this. The, okay, the little scene that bugged you a little it, bit. It did bug me. Uh, I, the the salute was very Earth salute. So the ham flies up, heavy heavy armory, right. uh, Mandalorian, and he uh, flies up next to the ship and does a salute that's like very. Just Earth military, very like thing. war machine. We, exactly right. 
Because uh, he's got his heavy artillery rifle on his back. Yeah. And it just, I was like, wow, this is too earthy. It just reminds me of, it just I, doesn't feel Star Wars. I think it was a little tongue-in-cheek nod and then, to like Iron Man kind of, you Maybe, know. but then there's also the line, I got to get me one of those. Right. That's, boy, I don't know if that's a Star Wars line. I don't know. I well, like actually it. it was because Han Solo said it. I guess. I don't know if he says it like, I got to get me one of those. Uh, does he say, I think, uh, does he say it exactly like that? I'm pretty sure. Oh my God. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but it just felt weird. Uh, mainly the salute was the problem though. Yeah. But whatever. But I mean, what at that point, really, what are you going to do? And, and, and uh, people will probably point out, Han gives a salute and is it, is it even is it even Star Wars? Like it's in it's in maybe two or three of he gives more. Than I was one gonna salute. say yeah. So it's like we know saluting as it is here exists in Star Wars, right? But there's always that trouble of like what it's, it's the same with like some words they use. I just don't know. Sometimes <laughs> a certain word will bother me. I'm like, would they use that word? I mean, you figure how many planets, and you know, with that, it's how many people visit. You know, cause, because space travel is so prevalent, you know, how many different civilizations you can have that would have possibly that kind of communication. Sure. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's it's a weird thing, but it's just probably that only bothered me. I know a lot of people like that scene. And uh, what we see, he gives baby Yoda the ball, the yeah. dangerous toy. <laughs> I wouldn't have given that kid that toy. Well, He's going to put it in his mouth. Hey, but the fact that, you know, he held a... Mudhorn in the air long enough to save his life. Yeah, I guess he earned it. Right. As long as he didn't eat it. Yeah. So then that's the credits. Of course, I would have loved to have seen a scene if he like swallowed it and Mando smacked Slaps him on him the and back. Slaps him he spits it out. <laughs> no, I don't want to see Baby Yoda in peril. Uh, <laughs> like a hairball. No. Frog ball. That's the credits, though. That's that, the, that's that when that credits. scene ends. So that, that was the... Probably and we get another shot of that lovely, lovely art. The art is fantastic. So fantastic. I can't wait till the end of the series. You know they're going to make some kind of book or I would, something. I would buy that. it. Uh, oh, that, Put it on my coffee table. That'll be on my list. Big time. Big time. So that, that episode gets two thumbs up from me. And that yes. was a Like I said, as, as, as of yet, my favorite episode. Pretty easily, right? E- easily. Yeah. I mean, just the whole concept, the music combination. That, you know what? That's the one thing that I've I've really noticed with this series is they use the composition of the music like you would a movie. Oh, which sure. Which most television series don't do. It's different. It's definitely different. It's I mean, the, the, only, the only real series, and I know this is way off of what would anybody... Um, that I can really think of that uses the music in its in its visuals is supernatural. Supernatural does that, yeah. I mean, there's very few that actually, you know, use that music as almost like a separate character. The thing I notice about the music is that it's a strange combination of orchestral, synth, guitar. It's just a it's a great combination. Well, that's what I said. It's it really like works. it's like a little bit of John Williams yeah. with spaghetti western with modern, you know, Sith 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 music. Sorry, I, lo- I only listen to Sith wave. <laughs> uh, but uh, actually, the music plays a big part in the next episode for me. So we're going to talk about that now. Okay, and episode four. 
Go on. What were you going to say? No, no. I was going to ask, and, and then we'll go into episode four. Yeah, we are. Sanctuary is the name Sanctuary. of the episode. Uh, Sanctuary. 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 Yeah, I don't know. I believe that's a... Was that Quasimodo? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've seen that movie either. Really? Yeah. Not even the Disney one? That's what I'm talking about. I don't oh, think I've okay. ever seen it. Is that worth seeing? I don't know. Huh. Is that the one with the bat? No. What's that one? That's Anastasia. God, I've never seen that either. That that technically is not a Disney movie. Oh, boy. Now it is. No. But oh, it wasn't before? It was a Fox one. Oh, I see. So. All right. Anyway. <laughs> a little sidebar. Yes. With the first thing we see is a little pond. Right. The first thing you see. And I didn't know what to expect. I thought we'd be in some fancy building or something. Right. You'd pull out. But no, we were in, just straight up in a pond. Yeah. I thought it was like an aquarium. And... uh you see these people they're like they're like panning for fish right you just put these buckets into these little irrigated like little canal things and the almost like a little like fisherman farmer type of. yeah exactly right and they just pull out these um blue shrimp they're yeah they call them krill on the show right but they yeah they're like real little blue shrimp and they just pull out like little hatfuls of them or whatever those things are it's like little strainers almost yeah. like a like yeah. a large thing you would have to pan for gold. Exactly. It was almost right. like that, but they were kind of wicker instead of... Yes, wicker. What if that was the whole pr- premise of the episode was that it was a wicker man situation? <laughs> At the end, they put, they put him into a giant, like... That would be slightly frightening. A, a giant, uh, I don't know... Shrimp? Tauntaun. <laughs> and uh, burn him. That'd be fun. That would. Uh, anyway. <laughs> and then he removes his helmet and his Nicholas cage. <laughs> Kelly May won't bring back your damn krill. No, God no. <laughs> anyway, we uh, the irrigation. It reminds me of the way I do farms in Minecraft. It's like all I could think of for a minute. I play well, a little Minecraft. I mean, kind of the way they showed it. It reminds me of like you know you see the rice paddies in in Asia. Absolutely. You know, it so sort it of kinda, has that vibe. Yeah, I think they're going for that. We see uh, a mother and her uh, her child. Uh, the mother's name is Omera, mm-hmm. and the child is named Winta. Winta, yeah. Um, probably the same age as Mando was, right. roughly when he had it all happen. Yeah, in the when he when they go back to his flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. exactly right. So uh, all of a sudden, you hear some noises and uh, some some bad some mechanical shows. crashing and and yeah. some heavy laser sounding heavy lasers. Uh, so those aliens are called Klaatuinians. Uh, so we've had the what, what was the other one called the uh, the Nicto, uh, Necto something yeah like Nectos. That? So we've had Klaatu. So is there a Verata somewhere? Uh, we still got four episodes to go. Yeah. So this is the first of a few clues in a theory that I'm going to put together. For okay. You. All right. But um, yeah, the Klaatuinians, they they just ransacked the village. So right? what, they Sam Raimi's going to direct the last episode? That's not my theory, but oh, okay. uh, that would be awesome. <laughs> uh, I think Taika gets the last one, doesn't he? Didn't they say that? Taika gets Is the it? Does he get the last one? I, I knew so. it was one of the last two. Or the show, the, sorry, the season finale. Yeah. Uh, but they 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 come rushing in, and, and it immediately to me felt very Star Trek, the next generation. You see a world you don't know, and then you, you, you set up what the trouble is on the planet. Right. And then, oh, guess what? They're landing on this planet for some reason. And, oh, help the locals, please. I need help. Right. It's very Star Trek to me. A little bit. A little bit. At least as far as the setup. Right. Uh, even the aliens look like uh, aliens from the from the new kind Star of. Trek show. The Klaatuinians. Kind of. Uh, but anyway, 
are they Klaatuinians? Maybe it's Klaatuinian. I don't even know how to pronounce it, but yeah. um, they blast that place and they steal a lot of the stuff and they right. just ransack and now, they have an ATSC with them. Right. Did you notice that you know most of the villagers, and this will harken to something a little bit later in the conversation, mm. most of the villagers like scattered. Yeah. And we're trying to like, you know, hide up, you know, hide in their houses yeah, and everything just else. Just the trees. But Omara, did yeah. you notice what she did compared to she everyone knew what to else? Do. She got into a, one of those baskets and got in the water. Flipped it over yeah. and Pirates had her, of the Caribbean style. Right. Running underwater. But I mean, she knew kind of She had some she clearly had, had some idea what to do from some previous Yes. Yeah. And I know where you're going with this and your so. theory is Incredible, and I can't believe I didn't think of it. But we'll get there when we get yes, there. Yes, we'll get there when we get there. Um, I just wanted to add that as a little yeah. teaser. Yeah, and and I will say this right off the top: this episode, when I first watched it, I wasn't as into it. But I've watched it a few times now, and I'm, I definitely like it more. Well, and and that's that's the thing with these episodes: you have to watch them multiple times because these are made for Star Wars fans. Absolutely, and because I there are little so things. many little things. Yes. And I mean, you can watch it four times, and four times you'll catch something different. I've seen the first two episodes four times, and yes, I still like watching them, and I'm going to watch them forever. I'm pretty much, if we would count each time that I've watched the episodes as a single time watching something, yeah. I'm probably like at 32. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> I've watched them a ton. Yeah. So, uh... Yeah, so that happens. They got an ATST, which you don't really. They never really resolve like, really why see, that's there right. either. It's no, not, they didn't. It's, they're not Imperials. It's like they just have one. It's like they just got their like hands it could on have been one. a planet that was maybe at one point Imperials you know, had been there had a small way station kind of right. And I think that's probably the case, uh, unless it turns out you know something else later. Because again, some some seeds are planted that w- right. we may want to come back here. Mm-hmm. So it's another little loose thread there. Right, but. Um, so then they ransack the village, and then you see... I think that's when the credits come up, and you see the, the theme or whatever. Right. And then uh, this is when you see Baby Yoda playing with all the things in the cockpit, <laughs> flipping levers, uh, pressing things. You know, for the cute scene, this is yeah. one of my top ones. There's a him. better one in the show, though. There is a better one in the show, but this is one of my top ones. That he's sitting there at first, he's, you know, he doesn't have the... Um, the bassinet anymore. Oh, right, right, right. You know, so he's because... Just sitting there. So he's just sitting in the chair next to a man now. He's just trying to get attention is what he's doing. Yeah. I know how these kids work. Oh. <laughs> yes, yes, I do. Well, anyway, you see him kind of look over at Mando, then look at one Mando of the Mando tells him to stop. He tells him to stop. A few times. He looks over at a flashing button, hits a flashing button, he tells him to knock it off, don't touch anything. Yeah, this is the best. And then he, you literally see a smile smirk on his face. He's making full eye contact with Mando. And just reaching over. Back and leaning yeah. back and not looking, but he knows he's going to push that button. <laughs> you know, I don't know why it reminded me of this, but from Batman the Animated Series, when uh-huh. Harley Quinn is in the Batmobile, oh, and she's talking. like, I want to listen to the radio. <laughs> yeah. That reminded me of that. Well, anyway, he hits the button. The, sh- the ship, the, the sh- ships are shaking. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Don't touch that." So he, you know, he kind of grabs him by the back and then he know, holds him. He holds yeah, him, and that's that's definitely what Yoda wanted. Right, was to be held. The little guy just wanted to be held. Oh, I, I mean, get it. Kids do that crap. He's only a fifteen-year-old baby. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he tells Baby Yoda to stay once they land, and you know. Well, well, he talks about the planet first, that there's not much to it. Oh, yeah. And then they can hide out for a few months. Yeah, and he calls Baby Yoda a womp rat. Yeah. Again, if you're a big Star Wars fan, that's just a fun little thing. Right. 
And uh, yeah, the, so you find out the plan is to just hang out here for a while, lay low, see what's you know, see right. what's up. He tells Baby Yoda to stay, and as the ramp lowers, you see Mando standing there looking all cool. And then right at the end, when it's lowering, you see Baby Yoda next to him <laughs> after he's just been told to stay. Right, and he's like, "All right." He he's says, like, <sighs> "He goes, what the hell?" He says, "He says something along those lines." Yeah. Um. So he, he finds a cantina. Uh, I like the design of this one. It it feels uh, like a mix between like, like you were saying, like so, sort of an Asian feel, but also like a almost like a Hawaiian or something, like a homestead kind of. Did you? But did you notice that it's circular? Yes, and it everything all comes is out from the middle. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, and the, just the bars in the middle. Well, that's what I said. You know what? And I mean, then honestly, that gave more of. A definition of planets, yeah, and culture in different planets. You see those big noodles, which look amazing. Yes, and then the guy's got a kebab, right? Right. Is that in that? Oh no, that's in the other episode. No, is that? In no, it? that's in, it's this, in this one. one? Yeah. He's, he's saying something. He grabs it and just starts yelling. Um, that I like that a lot. And then you see little baby Yoda come across this like Cheshire cat looking yeah. creature. That thing looks hideous. That does look a lot hideous. of teeth. Uh, that was a could have been bad. Kind of hisses at him. And yeah. He's like, Oh, <laughs> he, he doesn't know how to deal with it. Yeah, uh. <laughs> kind of that looks at him side eyes with those little feet and walking yeah. away like, oh. Okay. It is funny. There's a shot where the camera pulls back a little bit and you see Baby Yoda walking in that bar and he's so out of place and tiny. <laughs> it's really cute. So they get their seat and the waitress comes over and you see in the background there's oh who's this lady sitting there watching mm. him like a hawk? I don't know. Yeah, mystery character. Mystery we'll ne- character. we'll probably never find out. Never find. Sitting never. in the background like Aragorn. Right. <laughs> smoking some pipe weed. Uh, so he 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 asked the uh, waitress to bring some bone broth for the kid. Yes. And she uh, says that she just she just killed the. Oh, I should have written it down, but she, I know she just killed something for apparently her. something big because yeah. she had a lot of it. She was quite happy. Yes, and I felt like that actor. She was probably somebody that I should have recognized. She felt like there was something about her that yeah. I was like, maybe she's a comedian or something. I just don't know, but I didn't know who she was. So, but unlike most but of, I liked her. Uh, most of the bartenders that you've seen so far, she had a little personality. She had some personality, and she was very uh, hospitable, her line and jovial. Yeah. She, well, and she couldn't believe that he was paying her so much. It seemed right. like, and uh, right. she was quite happy to have a paying customer yeah. at all. It seemed like so. Uh, he flips her a coin and says, bring me the bone broth for the kid. And she's like, I will, and I'll bring you a, a, a flagon I mean, of spotchka just for your, what did she I'll say? I'll throw, in a, throw yeah. in a flagon of spotchka. Fla- is that like space vodka, by the I, way? I, hey, I'm good. I would have some. I, yeah. That sounds good. A little lime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, he, so he's obviously noticed this other person. So he leaves Baby Yoda at the table, well, flips her another coin, and says, well, watch she, the kid. When, when the waitress walks away and the owner walks away. The woman's gone. The woman's gone. And then that's when he gets up. Yeah. Throws her a coin, says, watch Keep the kid. Keep an eye on the kid. Yeah. yeah. Which he does a bad job of, by the way. Well. Uh, so he's he, he walks outside. And this is the first. I, is this the first time you see him, that the fact that he can track footsteps? Yes. Uh, it's literally I mean, you've seen the vision. thermal image from the gun. Right, but you didn't know you that think, was in his helmet. Yeah. So he literally, he can he has predator vision. Yes. So you can see where the footsteps are, and then the footsteps stop. Right. She leaps down at him, and they do a pretty decent fist fight. Uh, she's a badass. They both get punched in the face a few times. Right. Uh, yeah, she's. A I badass. love that last punch that knocks him on his ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she can hold her own physically against him. It's pretty awesome. 
And uh, they both go down and they point blasters at each other. Which, mind you, the the character is portrayed by uh, uh, Gina Carano. Gina is that Carano, how you say it? yes, and who former MMA, yeah, and was also in Deadpool, Deadpool. Yeah. and just a badass all around and great. She's great. Yes, uh, big big fan. Yeah, she's awesome. And uh, they they they're laying down, heads almost touching. They flipped. Yeah, and they, they point guns at each other. And then you just see Baby Yoda in between them <laughs> he slurping. Did, well, he, you, you see, you hear like, like this little thing and slurping sound. Mandalorian turns over and looks, and Baby Yoda's with the soup bowl. And then and Mando just goes, "You want some soup?" <laughs> That's pretty funny. I didn't even notice the line, but yeah. my daughter kept saying it. She's yeah. like, "You want some soup?" And I'm like, "Why do you keep saying that?" She's like, "He said it in the show," and I, re- yeah. I rewound it and went back, and I was like, "Oh, I didn't even notice. I was just <laughs> laughing at Yoda. I didn't even hear the right. line." So. uh they go back in, and uh, they're all having their little soup or whatever. Well, right. Mando doesn't. But, right. Uh, you Ma- find out that she's a ex-rebel. Ex-shock trooper. Ex-shock trooper, yeah. And be, she mentions the Battle of Endor. Yep, she was on Endor. And then... somebody else might have been on the Battle of Endor. Right. If, again, uh, just going to hint at something for later. Right, okay. Um, but uh, she calls them imps. Yeah. Which... Is a big thing in the books. Yes. Which and and I'm I'm probably wrong, but is this the first time it's been said in the movies or show? As far as I can remember, I, any any I've, movie or television thing, the first time I've ever yeah really because heard it's them. quite common in the books, right? Like, pretty common all the time, but I've never heard it in the movies that I can remember. Anyway. No, not that I can ever so, recall. So that's a uh, kind of cool. More and more things from the comics bleeding over. Yes, and I'm a big fan of that. Well, and the fact that, you know, she talks about, like, the way the rebellion changed yeah. after Endor, because Endor was a big final battle. You know, after that, they became more of, like, um, a police... Yes, a police force or whatever. Force, kind she, of. And then... She was built for war. Yeah, she said that wasn't, you know, they escorted diplomats and, and Absolutely. you know, kind of thing. And she said, that's not what I signed up for. Yeah. Well, and she has a rebel tattoo under her left eye. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That is cool. That, it looks now, nice. did you notice the collar on her uh, uniform? I saw it. I didn't notice anything about it. The blue wraparound reminded me a lot of, like, the... If you go back to, um, you know, like... Um, uh, oh, uh, Commander Cody. Oh, right, right, those, right, right, right. They yeah. have, like, colors insignia. You yeah. know, collar on top of their armor. Interesting. I hadn't put that together. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, but she's a, she's a neat character. I like her a lot. Yes, Cara Dune. Cara Cara Dune. Cara Dune. Yeah. Cara Dune. Yes. And uh, yeah, she's she's pretty great. Um, she yeah, we find out she's an ex shock trooper. Uh, and then but she's basically says, look, I was here first. You can't be on this planet. Right. Uh, she's worried about Imperials. Yeah. The and little smile on her face. Yeah, I was here first, so you're yeah, going to have to leave. Get out of here. Yeah. So Mando goes, all right, well, I guess we're going to have to leave the planet. <laughs> and uh, he goes back to his ship, basically, and starts packing up. And then some little guys come floating on some a little... Some of the villagers from yeah. the that we saw earlier. It, it felt very... Um, it reminded me of some of the scenes in Red Dead Redemption. When you're floating in the swamp, and you're on a little raft like that, and they got a one lantern... And there's an alligator, and it's terrifying. It well, reminded me of that. Yeah, and then with them, with that, you know, the communication they had reminds me of, like I said, this has got such a Western Again, feel. Well, well, that's what that I mean, Shane, Red Dead, Western. You know, that Shane kind of, 
you know, you're a gunfighter and you need to help us. Yeah. You know, and that Absolutely. kind of. Yeah, they come and yeah, it's very much a Western. We like we don't even need to say it anymore because it's so it's every it's there. The whole thing is that right. So these guys show up and they say, "Hey, you're a Mandalorian, right? Can you help us? We, we'll give you, we'll pay you. We have we have these raiders that we're dealing with, and it's really bad on our village, and we might not last. We need right. your help." And he says, "He says no, I can't do that. Sorry, get out of here." But then they he says, "Oh, now it's we got to go two days." travel and we got to go back and tell him you know with whatever yeah he goes oh you you guys live far away and yeah like it, out in the middle secluded. of nowhere you yeah. guys are secluded and uh they say yeah so he goes okay then do you have lodging me. yeah do you have lodging and he wants to know about all that stuff and he's like all right help me get myself off the ship yeah so he puts him to work which i like <laughs> and then he's like oh one more thing i'm gonna need those credits right and the next thing you see is him throwing those credits on the ground next to cara dune who's just camping by a tree yeah with a little fire Am I supposed to imagine that he snuck up on her? He's standing right there. The way she points her gun up, like you know, it's almost like she knew he was there, but she could tell, like almost. I don't know. It just felt weird. Yeah, I didn't like that. I mean, she kind of, and she almost had it like she had her arms crossed, and her gun was kind of stereo, you know, western. Yeah, knew somebody was coming, had the gun pointed at him under her arm. Yeah. You know, interesting. I don't know, but anyway, it doesn't matter. But basically, he says, "Here's some money. We're gonna you're you're gonna help me with this." He gives her the whole. It seems like the whole amount. He's doing all this for I free. I think he did. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's he's, he's just trying to find a place to, to go for, for the lodging. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, she goes. She joins them, and they right. go on this little raft floating thing, and they fall asleep. Well, I I love her analogy. So basically, we're going to help these people for lunch money. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly right. But basically, Mando, so you've got a place to stay. Yeah, Mando yeah. gives gives some good points. Like, hey, at least we can be out of the way, and right. uh, hopefully, no one will find us here. There's a big problem with that plan, but mm-hmm. I'll, we'll talk about it later. Right, chance to come up. Yep. So they uh, go to the village, and the uh, Omera and uh, Winter are there, and Omera right. gives gives uh, Mando his own little hut, right, which is pretty nice. And now, now before this, much like the rest of us. All infatuated with Baby Yoda. Yeah. All of the village children. They love Baby Yoda. They love him. They're, they think yeah. he's adorable, and he is. Right. And so he's in his little house, and they get, they have a little crib, a little wicker yeah. crib for Baby Yoda. <laughs> and Winter comes in and is like, can I play with him? Can I, can I feed him? Yeah. Can I take him out? And Mando's a little protective, and it's like, oh, I don't know if it's a good idea if he goes out. Yeah. And Omera's like, it's fine. And she she shuts him down. Yeah. She goes, he's fine. You just leave it. Right. And and Mando lets it happen. So clearly, already with Omera, there's something. Yeah, they've had some connection, and he he trusts her at least, yeah. if nothing else. So that tells you. Something. And then they have a conversation and talking about that. You know, when he's watching the kids play with Yod, yes. she brings him some food because she notices he didn't eat. Yes. Earlier. Yes. And. You know, and that kind of makes me think. It's like, okay, well, there's been some time that passed since they got there, and yeah. then the rest of them ate like right away. Exactly. But you know, so it seems like they had been there for a little while. Yeah. And and then you know she had noticed that he didn't eat. You know, asked how long it had been since he took his helmet off. Yeah, and, he and so answers, we hear that, and he says, "Yesterday I took it off." Right. But but in front of someone. Since, since his childhood, was, yeah, since he was at since he put age. it on, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of interesting. That how long you know, 
And then you get an aspect of what their quote-unquote religion is. Yes. So you take this, oh, it's almost like a, you know, a vow of celibacy. It's like a devotional that, thing. Yeah, it's yeah. a devotional thing that you... Sort of. ...do not take the helmet off in front of someone. Yeah. So... It's And very then she understands and she says and she, she'll leave that there and... Yeah. And then so you see him put the food like on a windowsill. He takes the helmet off, but it's you don't see anything because the camera's at his shoulders. Right. And uh, but you, you just see, see him the, put the helmet, helmet on the window sh- on the windowsill, and and you you get the uh, the shot of the plate, and he's just sits standing there. And, but I was wondering, like, can they not see in? Because you can see all those people clearly right out the well, window. Well, but he, I think it's farther away, and everybody is entrenched in in playing with uh, Yoda. Yeah, Yoda. but there, is there even a door on that door? There was like a no. Well, it wasn't on the door. It was on the window, and it's like a no, but like I mean, a flap but thing I mean, on the window. So there, was, but was there a door on the way in? Like it just seems like it's an opening. Yeah, it no, seem and, like there's an actual it, door. Well, she said it was a barn. All oh, right, that they were in. It's in a barn. So. Yeah. So then somebody could just walk in if he had his helmet off. I wouldn't. I wouldn't risk it. Well, for a I biscuit. think. I think really the most part, the only person that's come to him is Omara. Yeah. So. Yeah. But the food he gets looks really good, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it made me hungry just looking at it. I don't know what it is, but it looks good. It's like krill and salad. Yeah, I, I want to eat it. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, uh, let's see where are we at here. They, uh, he says he took it off yesterday. You see him take off his helmet, which is cool. Oh, so the next thing we get is uh, the Mando and Kara go hunting. Right. They go out in the woods. They go find the... It's at nighttime. The rainers, yeah. Yeah. They uh, they find ATST tracks and get all mad. Right. So the next thing you see is him, like in front of the village, going. No, and Mando nope, just straight you up. Gotta move. <laughs> Mando straight up goes. Bad news. You can't live here anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's exactly. <laughs> uh, that's literally the line. Yeah. Uh, also, I noticed there's two moons. Yes. It's a little touch, but I like that. Yeah. There are two moons. Um. Not two suns. Two moons. Two moons. Which makes it a little different. Mm. What if there were two blue moons? Hmm. Well, you had blue krill, so I would drink it. <laughs> so then, basically, they say, "Look, there's no way you can fight these. You don't have anything." Kara says, "There's nothing on this planet that can even damage the legs on that thing, right. on the walker." So, like, you, you're screwed. You got you should just leave, right? But they can't. And they go, well, the one guy says, "Well, oh, and my she was even kind of pissed that it was like you didn't tell us about yeah, it." Yeah, she you goes, know? "You knew about this and didn't tell us." Yeah, right. Uh, which is probably true. So because she's seen whole whole platoons, yeah, being wiped out by the cannons, ripped you know? apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, so she she knows what's up, but she also knows how to deal with uh, right ATST. So, uh, but then but then Mando goes, well, what if we what if we taught him how to fight it? Well, that's you know she said there, there's only two of us, and then one of the villagers said, yes. you know, but there's more of us. There's more of us, and my so, axe. Yes. And my steel. Um, <laughs> and my so, bow. Yes. So uh, he's he's like, okay, well, let's, okay, maybe we can do this. So here's my big plan. Dig a hole. Yeah. Build a wall. We got it. Yeah. It's kind of one of those it's things. Like, it's why like, why didn't they build a wall before? Well, and it's not even really a wall. It's like to funnel the right. ATSD into the hole. Right. So. But it's just funny that they didn't even have a wall. Well, to keep I animals mean, out I mean, or anything. Honestly, it's villager, and that—that's one thing though. You never really see any like big. But we know there's game on that planet because well, the, yeah. the bartender killed one. Right. Whatever. But it, it may was. be you know there's rice paddies and stuff. There may be more aquatic. I don't know. You know, forest and and stuff. I don't know, but it I wasn't risk one it. thing that was kind of. Wouldn't you want walls around no. your little village like that? 
You would. You would. Yeah. Yeah, you would. So now here's where my theory comes in. Okay. This episode okay. is Army of Darkness. <laughs> this whole episode is Army of Darkness. Get ready for this. Okay. The first clue is the Klaatu Indians, right? Right. Klaatu, Verata, Nuktu. Right, I know right, it's right, from right. the day they were stood still, but it's also in Army of Darkness. Right, yeah. No, I know. And then where we're at in the episode now, where uh, they basically they discover the bad thing, they go into the woods and find the bad, scary thing. Right. Uh, and then, just like Ash, the coward in Army yep, of Darkness, go. gotta go. <laughs> just send me back. I got the book, now send me back. Right. I don't want to deal with this fight. Right. And then he changes his mind. And teaches them how to fight. Right. And you get a montage which is almost identical. That's true. With the guys with the sticks. And they had to turn the one over. And he goes, ha, hoo, yeah, or whatever. It's right. exactly the same. <laughs> and the music is very similar, too. Right. Very similar. Well, and this was directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, who I'm sure has seen Army of Darkness. Oh, yeah. But yes, uh, that there is, there's more than one similarity. There's a ton of similarities. And I'll just say for the listeners that Army of Darkness is my favorite movie. I've seen it more times than anything else, even Star Wars. So uh, if there's ever Which anything... Which is a lot to say. Yes. If there's ever anything that's even close, I'm, I just pick up on it. This whole episode's Army of Darkness. Yes. Okay. Because he, he, yeah, he gets... So him, I mean, him going back in time is him landing on the planet. You know? Right. It's, I mean, that's exactly what it is. He, he immediately, you know... Cowardly, not cowardly, but tries to leave just like Ash does. Yeah, um, I can see it. I, yeah. I can see it. And the and and this montage really sends it home. <laughs> Training <laughs> the locals, yeah. building the little pylons for the yeah yeah. No, I see it now that you mention it. Yeah, I never really thought of it oh, that way, but now yeah, it's big. Okay, and okay. the music too. Like I said, it's dead on. It's right, pretty close. Um, so uh, and the gun firing. Yeah, so that's the next the thing. He goes, who, who knows how to shoot? Right. And only one person raises their hand. Who is it? Omara. Here's the next theory that we have, guys. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. My theory that Omara is actually someone else. Who do you think? Who do you th- Who well, did I tell you? <laughs> <laughs> so you want me to pronounce it? Yes. Uh, possibly Aiden Versio from Battlefront 2. Yes. There are several reasons why. Right. Physically. Mm. I mean, if you look at the character... From the game and look at her. I mean, it's almost a spot on. I mean, we kind of looked it up, and yes, the voice actress and the mocap actress is different. Yeah. But the fact that they're in that montage, you he hands out a bunch of guns. Yeah. She knows all the ones that knows how to shoot. She is the only one that knows how to shoot, and I mean shoot. Yeah. Not like w- which she was an Imperial trooper at the Battle of Endor, which yes. is what I was hinting at earlier. And she was she's highly trained elite unit. And that gun looks really familiar. Hey, here's there's only one problem though. Okay, Aiden dies in Battlefront. <laughs> Maybe she didn't. She does as an old lady. No, I know, I know. Which I had forgotten. But you know about. what? She wasn't old in yeah, this. That's true, I guess. But she, I don't know. I don't think there's time in her timeline for this. But man, it's a good theory. I love it. And I only just now realized that she died in the game because you play as her daughter later. Right, right. You play oh, as her daughter. Oh boy, I hate that we just deflated our own theory. I know. Well, no, not necessarily. Because you don't see a lot of gap in between the end of one where mm. she's younger herself at the end of Endor to where she's on the ship. And she's fighting Boy, I don't know. the Empire. I don't know if it lines up, but I love the idea. Yeah. I do love the idea. Would have been a cool Who crossover. Who knows? Maybe she's the daughter. 
It's possible, but I, I don't remember the daughter's blonde. name. I don't know. I don't remember. But anyway, yeah, I do like. Anyway, I, it seemed really, really cool. I mean, just the visual because she, she looks like dead on. identical. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. And I can't believe I didn't even notice it. Yeah, you nailed it with that. I mean, really, that's amazing. It'd be cool if that was somehow it. Like maybe the other chapter was just a. Uh, not canon and she right. didn't get old and die maybe yeah. she went to this planet and didn't have a daughter but she had Winta instead well I mean the thing is is well she would have a daughter I thought Winta was a boy I don't know I thought Winta was a boy I don't know maybe no, not no that's I don't, a girl I don't know I, I guess it doesn't matter <laughs> no Winta's a girl Winta you know you know, isn't there um? there's another character called Winter Winter Win- in um, Star Wars in the books yeah, I'm... she's the nanny to the solo twins. Oh, okay. I believe. Yeah, and I think maybe Luke is interested in her first at some point. I don't remember. Possibly, I don't remember. I haven't read that that set in a while. Yeah, but yeah, that's that was the thing. But anyway, yeah, I, mean, I wish it's... it was Iden Versio, but I'm gonna say that it's not. I I wish it was though, and you're not wrong. She looks identical. Yeah, and for the fact that she knew what to do during yes. the raid, and and, and so knew... that brings up a good point. Even if she's not Iden Versio, who is she? Right. There's more to her than what meets the eye. Because, I mean, she was rapid fire and not dead it. on. I mean, center mass. She knew how to shoot. She she definitely knew what to do during the, you know, in the beginning with the situation with the Clatoonians or whatever. Right. So she obviously has something going on in her past that we don't know about. Right. And, like, who is, her, who is the father of the child? Yeah. We don't know. It's maybe somebody cool. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, not, maybe nobody. <laughs> But uh, yeah, here here is where in my notes I just have this whole episode is Army of Darkness. I just wrote that. <laughs> uh, they sneak up on the camp, right? And they're all drinking that glowing liquid, which I'm hoping is spotchka. Very possible, delicious spotchka. <laughs> I want to drink some. Uh, they go into that little tent and they plant a thermal detonator. Right. I think they're just trying to get to draw the attention so they can get the get them to come back to the trap. Right. And uh, I thought so they get caught. As they've planted the thing, they're trying to escape the thing. Well, you know, and it's kind of one of those things that a couple of drunk guys stumble in the tent. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what happens. And is that what those vats were? Were they brewing? Is that what that was? Because it looked like I'm that, assuming it so. It looks like that what was in that was what was in those vats. Yeah. So maybe they're brewing the sponge. Yeah, I don't know if they need the krill for the spot. Yeah, I don't know. It might make sense, but it's also there's no covering on it, so that's not how you brew. <laughs> I don't know. Well, who knows? Yeah, I don't know. It's a space brew. Right. Uh, But I thought we were going to get... Because at first I didn't notice that it was the same as what they were drinking. Right. I thought maybe it was going to like... Because they... So they they get caught and there's a big fist fight. And uh, Kara shoves one in there. And I thought we were going to get like a Jason X liquid (laughs) nitrogen kill. Yeah. Oh, man. That face smash is amazing. That did not happen. That would probably be too violent for the show. Probably. But I was kind of hoping for a Jason X kill, which would have been amazing. That would have been nice. Yep. So they, they narrowly escape. Uh, the ATST wakes up. I like the shot of that. The red eyes. Yeah, glow and it just and sort of lifts up. Behind some trees. Right. That's pretty cool. It's kind of scary. So they... Uh, and definitely for the characters, that was an oh shit moment. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> of course. So they uh, run back to their to their camp. Right. Uh, and they lead all the, the aliens and the, the ATST there. But the ATST is smart and doesn't step into the trap. But it is funneled to the right place. Right. So it's kind of standing to, on the edge. Yeah. yeah. They're trying to get it to, to funnel it forward, and uh, here's another, here's another uh, Army of Darkness reference. Okay. The when Kara grabs the Mando's rifle and jumps in the in the water right. to try and draw him out, uh-huh. she goes, "Come to Mama." 
<laughs> Ash goes. Ash, Ash says, "Come to Papa." Yeah, yeah. That seriously, I mean, that's just lifted. It's got to be right. And, and you know what? Let me. The more it. I think Let about it, it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it again, and I'm gonna start. Yeah. Start thinking of it in be, that aspect. Yeah. It's very well possible. I mean, it could be inspired by you know Bryce Dallas Howard. She's, you know, her directing style is getting more and more a lot like. You know, not so much like her father, but some of the short things that I've seen, a lot Sam Ramish. Really, that's interesting. I, I mean, because her, I, I'm not really familiar with much of her stuff, but uh, that that would be amazing. Well, she, and she, if you were given like if if you were given me a, a show, like oh here's one episode, what would you do with it? I would make it like Army of Darkness because right. that's like my favorite <laughs> thing, and like that's my best reference. I know right. how to make that work. Yeah. So like yeah, I would, and and if it sort of fits into the style of what was supposed to happen anyway. Yeah, might as well use that as like the mold. Yeah. So. And now, like you said, now that you mention it, I'm gonna go back again. It's Army of Darkness. And, and, There's and, so many things. Right. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, then she blasts the uh, ATST in the eye, and there's lots of fighting and shooting, and it's well, great. and I love for the fact that when she blasts it in the eye, it like it it's almost like the ATST is live. Yeah. Because it, the shutter falls down on yeah. that one eye, and Absolutely. it's like. Squinting, almost. you never see the pilot either. Yeah, and you never see the pilot. It falls over. Oh, and then Mando runs up with a thermal detonator and just chucks it into the eye and it yeah. blows up. That's when the aliens go, "Uh oh, maybe we should go." Right again, uh, and you don't hear it in English. No, but there's a couple lines that they're screaming as they're running away, which makes me think of Army of Darkness. Right when the skeletons are retreating, and the one goes, "Let's get the hell out of here." <laughs> it's exactly. And yeah. how do they kill Bad Ash? They blow him up. up. Yep. They blow him up. It's Army of Darkness. Okay. Guys. I'll, I'll, I will. It's all there. Uh, but yeah, then the day is saved. Uh, it's all it's all happy and sunshine now for everyone. Yeah. And, so you uh, think. And they, you know, they're going to send Ash back to his own time. Oh, wait. I mean, they're going to send uh, Mando <laughs> on his way. Uh, but he, he, he says, uh, look, I'm, I want to stay, but I can't. But he doesn't really say I want to stay, but you can tell. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to leave because there's a little little tension between him and Omara. Of course, because yeah. there's that one scene where oh, it's like when Ash almost... goes back in time and falls falls in love with Sheila. Yeah, and she wants him to stay, but he doesn't. Well, and he she almost lifts his helmet off. Yeah, and he almost lets her. He almost yeah, he almost lets her, and I mean, you don't even quite get to the chin yet, and that's yeah. when he stops. Well, him. and right before that, Baby Yoda almost eats a frog. Yes, spits the, it out, and all the kids are like, "Ooh!" So he's like, oh, "Okay." All right, I won't eat the frog. He looks kind of like, oh, I guess I learned something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. Oh, the, and this is where we find out. Because she, she says, what happens if you take off the helmet? He says, you can't put it back on. Right. So that's another tidbit that, you know. Yeah. I mean, we're learning so much of the Mandalorian lore. It's wild lore. how much we're learning. Yeah. It's, it is. Uh, but, yeah, uh, we also find out it's been a couple of weeks. That he yeah. says, like, oh, it's been a quiet couple of weeks. Or, you know, whatever. We raised a lot of hell a couple of weeks ago, I think is what he says. Yeah. Um, but Cara Dune says, "Why don't you stay here and live with with Omera and like, you and, and settle I li- down?" And- I like the way she says. She says, uh, uh, "You can just let you know leave all this behind and be whatever." And he and he just he says, "No, but I'm going to leave the kid." And Omera says, uh, "You and your boy uh, can stay." And I I like that you and your boy like she doesn't. It's not like you and the alien thing. It's right. Like she she just you know that's that's his son now. And that's I wonder, and he doesn't object to that either, right? 
So, oh, it's and, like an adoption. And we missed something that that uh, we kind of blew over. What's that? That he was not. He is not Mandalorian. Oh, right, right, right. Which I it didn't see. I guess I already thought this, but like I I I guess I don't understand. Like, is Mandalorian a race or is it just this religion thing? I think we asked this before, but I think it's both. I mean, it's he's not a. Tr- He's a foundling, so like they 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 you know adopt him into the into the religion or whatever it is the right. culture of it. But he, as you say, he wasn't born into it, and we know that. But we've right. I guess we always knew that. But 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 what you're saying is like he he wasn't. Like what point are you trying to make? Like that he wasn't. That he he's not a birthright. He's not a birth Mandalorian. He birth yeah. Mandalorian. That he is, and I think this so you, explains maybe, the foundlings. Maybe you thought. So what you're saying is like you thought his parents were Mandalorians, and they just didn't have. They just weren't well, helmet wearers, or right? Whatever, but they, yeah, okay. I, I mean, because it could be like a specific, you know, religious sect that wears right, the right, helmets. Right, right. You know, it's like the, you know, Cherokee Indian, the warriors taking, you know, right. Sun. They have warriors, and then yeah. maybe they have other people like regular workers or whatever. They don't, right. they don't wear the helmet, right? That's um, kind of originally where I took it from, but now that they say the foundlings, yeah, that makes more sense. I never thought with, of it that way. I thought he was just somebody they found, and that never occurred to me that he would have been like a Mandalorian before, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but that's interesting. Maybe and maybe more people think that than I. Maybe I just don't know uh, because that's that's just that didn't occur to me at all. But now you know. Now looking back after that, li- you know the line that he says that you know they found me and blah blah yeah, blah blah. So, but, so that's something you learned. You that, know, it's something you learned, and and the fact that you know the fact that he's used the phrase the foundlings. Yep. So it's like because of the numbers being depleted so much that the Mandalore went throughout the universe. Yeah. You know, per se, people who are orphaned or you know they're you know bad situations. They want to help. They want to help orphans for sure. That they, they, they you know to yeah. increase their numbers. The yeah, they they just want to protect their own and uh, help people when they can, but not. But people who are yeah like uh, disadvantaged or whatever, right? They can't help themselves at all, right? Defenseless or whatever. Well, and, and another thing I noticed was when she says, "You and your boy can stay." When uh, she says something about, wouldn't that be nice, or you know, wouldn't you, would you like, to, wouldn't that be good, something along those lines, right? And he says it would, but when he says it would, he sounds like he's crying. I don't know if you noticed that his voice breaks, yeah, and he's re- he really sounds, you he's really feeling the emotion. I don't, right? uh, yeah, I think it's maybe a combination of how much he is attached to him and her, and her, and but the fact that he knows that he can't stay, yeah, no matter what, but the, as much as he wants to. The uh, temptation of a normal life for him. He's right. never known one. Right. Really. Since he was a kid. So, yeah. It's, yeah it, it probably is hugely tempting for him. But know, there's one problem. Mm, He's wanted AF. Yes, he is. By everyone and everything. And this is the thing I was saying earlier. That, that's why this whole plan is dumb. He says he's going to leave Yoda, but it's like... He tracked Yoda down. A lot of other people were tracking Yoda down. Right. They still they want him back. They're gonna come get him. You can't leave him here. He'll get killed. Right. You dumb dumb. Don't be dumb dumb, Mandalorian. <laughs> well, that's what I was saying before. Like sometimes he just makes decisions that are stupid. Right. That's stupid. You know you can't leave him there. Right. Uh, but he does. I do like the line like, "Oh, flying around with me is no life for the kid to have." Right. But he doesn't. Have I mean, choice. that's a that's a lone wolf cub esque, yeah. you know, line. Yep. But and then guess what? We hear the we hear a fob beeping and yes. we see a Kubaz 
bounty hunter walking through the woods. He he's got a sniper rifle and he's got he's got it aimed. He's looking at Mando, but then you find out that his target is really Baby Yoda. Yeah, and uh, you see him line it up, and then you hear a shot. Right. And Mando pulls out his pistol. He says, "Get the kids away." So his first thought is of hide the kids. You know, right. make sure the kids are safe. Yeah. But then you see the shot, and it's Cara Dune has <laughs> tracked this guy in the woods and blasted him. Exactly. But that just tells you that Mando's plan is dumb. Right. You can't you can't leave the kid, and you can't stay. Right. So, at that point, that's when Cara comes back into the village and yep. says, and basically kind of tells him at that point, you know, you can't. Yeah, and she offers to go with him. Yeah. Kara's like, hey, I can be your, I can be a passenger and we can work together here. Right. And what does he say? Uh, I forget what his reasoning is, but it, he says no to that. And uh, that's basically it. It's sad. They say goodbye. The kids the kids saying goodbye to Yoda. And right. Yoda, you know, kind of getting back on the little cart and looking sad. <laughs> and, and honestly, you know, the, the, there's a quick, there's a faster exchange between him and Omara at the end of it than yeah. when the, the time that she's trying to convince him to stay yeah but you can tell she's got you know she's attached she's very attached yeah so, and i don't know if this will be the last we see of well of i them. know it's not the last we see a car and dude right so i wonder if so they'll need to come back to this planet or if or if they hmm, they'll just meet up somewhere else right. or if they do I, I don't know i mean that's kind of one of the things that at the end of this one like i said i know with car and dune there's more than one episode because I've kind of looked on, on how many episodes characters are in. Yeah. And then I didn't pay attention. I didn't look, and that's my fault, to see how many episodes Omara's in. To see if maybe that's... Oh, I don't want to know. But I mean, no, and I mean... But we if, would know if we more. See her further, yeah. yeah. That would be a clue. Because, I mean, those are the kind of things, those little characters like her. It's like, there is so much more to be explained about her. Sure. Then I want to, you know, those side. But characters. I also would be fine if they never went back to that planet. Like I just love that the mystery is there. I don't need the answer, but I would. I mean, I would. That's an answer I would take. Like, right. But at the same time, it's like kind of fun just to wonder: was she yeah. somebody like Iden Versio? That would be amazing. That would be amazing. What's her backstory? But I don't. I don't need it. But don't worry, there'll be six books about her. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, and then what was? Um, I'm trying to think. What was something was said in one of the two episodes that went back to oh just talking about um some of the episodes some of the things that have been brought up it's like okay well originally they said the novels and the books aren't canon yeah that's kind of one of the things i wanted to hit on real fast but some of the stuff is coming back is coming canon. back They're pulling from- so is it now everything you know i mean for god's sakes life day and yeah you know they're selectively taking things, which makes it all the more confusing. Right. Um, yeah, but I mean, I understand the need to do that because if we're going to be telling these stories in this timeline, it's all going to conflict. So, Well, the fact that the only thing you really have between, you know, like The Force Awakens and Jedi are novels and games. Right. And, right. you know. The Yuuzhan Vong invasion, right. which basically destroys everything. So, uh yeah, that, but I'm I'm kind of glad that's gone because like I liked that, but that was just a, uh oh, these books aren't selling like they should be. What can we do? Let's make this giant event. Right, you know, right. And uh, which I mean, it got me back into them, and I read them all. But um, 
Yeah, it just continuity wise, it kind of screws up everything, right? But I mean, I like the fact that they're starting to bring some of it. You don't have to bring all of it back. Yeah, but I mean, to bring some of the stuff back to canon is good. It's definitely good because it was needed. And I, honestly, I think it was needed. You know, I think they left too much to the side. Well, we're going to get a lot more. So, like, yes, because uh, our favorite episode was directed by uh, Deborah Choi. Who's doing the Obi Wan? Yeah. Deborah Chow, who is going to be doing the Obi Wan series, Obi Wan Kenobi, which that takes place after, um, in between. Now, this one, Mandalore. This is after Jedi. Mandalorian takes it after Jedi. Obi Wan is going to take after the prequels. After uh, after three, before Rogue One. Yes. If I understand correctly. Yeah. So I mean, we're going to have two different timelines because there's quite a bit of time. Yeah, well, fifty years or something. Yeah, something like that. So I mean that that'll be 40. really interesting to see. Yeah. You know, you've gone ahead in time somewhat. Now you're going back in time. Yeah. You know, it'll be interesting to see. But what the time is it? Thirty five years or something like that? It's quite a long time. The Mandalorian I don't think after it's 50. Jedi. No, uh, between oh, oh. between three and uh, between three and uh, Sith. No, but Sith is three. Between three and... Three and four. Three and four. Well, well, I guess three and four, you could say, but what I mean is three and uh, Rogue and One. Gen- oh, yeah. But I don't know. The timeline's kind of screwed up because at the end of three, you see them looking at the Death Star plans and stuff. Right. But then, like, the Death Star isn't even done. Maybe... How long does it take them to build it? Like, is it really that Massive long? and long, I yeah. mean, I guess I that mean- makes sense. Maybe so. Well, heck, just think of it this way. It takes, you know, like 10 years to build a battleship. But at the same time, how fast, Earth, do they build, how fast do they build Death Star 2, though? That happened way faster. Or was it the fact that they were planning on building a second Death Star? Were they already building the second That's Death Star? That's what I'm saying. Boy, they've never said. No. But, yeah, the time doesn't really line up with how long from when we find out about the Death Star plans. And aren't they, at the end, don't you see them building it? Of of three, I haven't seen it in a while. At the at the end of three, don't you see like the skeleton of it? Uh, I'm Aren't they looking out the window the, at it? I'm not sure. I can't remember. Like it's him been a and him time. and like the guy that's supposed to be Tarkin, right? I don't know. I could be wrong. I might. Be it wrong. might be. It might be. I might have uh, just imagined that. <laughs> but it, I guess it doesn't really matter. But, no. But the, yeah, there's a lot of time to play with. Is what you're saying? Yes, th- that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of time. Do you think TV between. is the future for Star Wars for now? For now, yes. Um, I know we have episode nine coming. Yes. Uh, this month. Oh, yes. God, I need to get tickets. Yes. And we're going to do a special. Remember, we're going to do a special. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, culmination of 42 years. Mm. So Amazing. With our, our uh, special guest, Star Wars expert. Yes. Sean will be back. Yep. Um, <laughs> do I think it'll be... I think for now... Let's see what the plans are going into the future. Yeah. Uh, well, they've already announced the next trilogy, right? But it doesn't start till They? No. Didn't they? I think I saw a thing that showed that, but, but it's like a couple years out. The last time I saw that originally it was the writers of Game of Thrones and they are no longer... That's canceled. Yeah. That's canceled. R- anything Ring Johnson done so far that supposedly he was he was supposed to do... Whole, An independent trilogy. trilogy, and that's been nixed for now. Yeah. So, I mean, really, as it stands, 
I haven't seen anything rock solid. I've heard rumors, but nothing rock solid. Oh, no, no, this is real. Okay. Uh, so after this year, okay. 2019, the next Star Wars movie is confirmed for December 16th, 2022. Okay. And then December 20th, 2024, and December 18th, 2026. And Those are confirmed movies. Those are scheduled, really? Disney-scheduled movies. Okay. So um, it doesn't have any person involved or just the, the dates? We don't know. Uh, no, it doesn't say what they are. They're, I mean, yeah, they're still developing the hell out of those. So, so do yeah. you think that's Favreau's next project? Oh, I don't think so, but that'd be amazing. I think he's just sticking with Mando. <sighs> you think they'd give him a movie? I mean, I know they would. Yeah, no, we know he could do it. And... And and so far, yeah, dude, let them have it. You know, their their uh their contract with Fabs is uh pretty good, pretty expansive. I mean, he's the right guy. So to do it. I think I think a culmination between Filoni and him. Yeah, I think they they can be world builders. Sure, and they're doing it. I mean, they already have. They're I mean, look it. what Filoni did with uh, Rebels. Sure, absolutely. And what Favreau has done with. Marvel. I mean, Amazing, he really yeah. is the godfather the of Marvel for the season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know, but, but uh, I guess we'll find out, and we'll talk about all this more in depth on our Star Wars special. Absolutely, sure. I, I can't wait. Yeah, it's gonna be good. I mean, I, I'm. I don't know how to feel about Episode Nine. I know that's that's what I'm trying Isn't to find odd? the words of. Like I want, to, I want it to be amazing, and I want to see it. But like right now, I'm so into Mando. It's like I don't know. And I don't want to be disappointed because of the fact that Mando is so good. And the other thing is, like, you know, coming off of 8, a lot of people disappointed in 8. Yes. And there's not a lot of good feelings towards that trilogy right now. No. And, I mean, do they have to retcon, like, a ton of stuff? Yeah, I'm sure they will to, retcon to, some things. I think the biggest thing they're going to retcon is race parents. You think so? I think there's going to be at least one of them. Hmm. May not be who we think. But someone is going to be tied to hmm. her lineage. Interesting. Somewhere, somehow. Hmm, I don't know. I mean, we'll uh, see. We'll see this month. Yeah, we will definitely see this month. Couple of days. Like I said, I, I'm, I'm, and I can't even say that I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm just cautious. I'm just yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think I I'm, want to love it, but I'm, I want to. I don't have but, any hype. I have no hype. No, no. Uh, and I mean, even the stuff that I've seen. Well, I, I tell you what, though, and I said this to you before, but I did see Frozen in the theater last week right. with my child. I had not seen Frozen 1, and I didn't understand what the hell was going on, but it was fine. <laughs> it was, whatever, good kids movie, I guess. Yeah. And uh, they showed the Star Wars trailer, and I might have shed a tear, you know? Uh, but it, that trailer is like a sucker punch, because it's like shows I mean, all the, the way back yeah. from A New Hope through you know through everything. Well, and the one line that Anthony Daniels has... The C-3PO line is just, yeah, oh, boy. I mean... That, that, I want to look at all my friends one more time. That's like the audience is saying that. Don't do that to me. I Star know. Wars. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, uh, that's pretty rough. We'll find out. Maybe it'll be amazing. Maybe it'll be fine. Yeah. It's got a long running time. We can tie up a lot of things in that amount of time. Oh, yeah. So we'll see. Maybe we'll be we'll pleased. See. Even okay. if we just get some Luke flashbacks of him doing some cool stuff, that'd be awesome. Exactly. I, I, just, I just need a little bit more Luke. Need more of him. I, I think, I think JJ that was knows. my biggest complaint. With the last Jedi, it's one of mine. Yeah, it's one of mine too. I mean, because it Luke deserved. He does a cool thing, and he, he. I think his death is good, but he deserved. I just wanted a little bit more Luke action, man. I think there should have been more before that. Yeah, I, I was. Agree. I was honestly okay 
with it with his the way it ends up is his ending. Yes, but, but I personally I, we believed a, it should have been this this next movie. It should have happened, not then. the last one. Yeah, we should have seen him wreck some fools in this in eight, and then in nine. Yeah, they yeah. screwed up the way it worked. But yeah. maybe we'll have some flashbacks or something. It'll it'll figure itself out. Anyway, are we doing a contest? Right we now? are doing a contest. What? How does it work? You just tweet us a picture of Spider Man. We're gonna put a post up. Uh, it's gonna tell you. We want those pictures of Spider Man. That's right. Now, and it can be either a shot of the comics, anything Spider Man, animated movie, your favorite Spider Man, your kid in a cosplay costume, whatever it is. Nothing lewd. Well, no, you, you can do lewd, lewd on Twitter if you want. Yeah, <laughs> don't break the rules of whatever platform we're on. Right. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but uh, <laughs> but you can win this. Uh, you can win. What can they win? What can they win? Uh, we've got one of our swag T-shirts. Yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna. Which we, we will order to your size. We'll, we will order your size. And I just got them in. And, and much like the uh, Mandalorian Beskar safe, I'm going to open. So you get the noise. Is it, what is it called? A Camtono. Camtono. <laughs> Our lovely new Nerds, Geeks, in the Kitchen Sink podcast mug. I have to say, they look gorgeous. The colors really pop on that mug. They, oh, I know. It's, they're, they're gorgeous. It, it, it really looks good. Uh, I'm not tooting my own horn because I designed the logo. but <laughs> it, I, No, it, it looks great on here. Yeah, it's, and it stands out really It really well. stands out, yeah. You can drink coffee out of it or put it on your desk and put some pens in it or whatever. That's amazing. You know? Yeah. It's it looks great. So a little space vodka. You want this? Put some spotchka in there, guys. Put some spotchka in there. But yeah, all you have to do is tweet us, send us an email, whatever on Facebook. Facebook uh, send us your uh, picture of Spider Man, and, and that means that we know you want to be involved in this uh, in this thing. We'll we'll ship it to you. So if you want us on Twitter, it's at Geek Sinks. Uh, on Facebook, it's Nerds Geeks in the Kitchen Sink, or we have an email, Nerds Geeks Sinks at Gmail You can do it on there. Uh, yeah. Anything else you need to say? I'm trying to think. No, not right now. I mean, we, we're we going to do two more deep dives. Yeah, we're going to do the rest of the Mandos. And we weren't sure if we were going to, but it's really become obvious that this it, is what we need to do. Right, and we've had plenty of feedback that, you know. The, the feedback has been great, so we're yes. going to keep going with that. Cause, and I thank you very much, guys, everyone who, who Absolutely. Uh, got in touch with us and told us that they liked it. We, we were happy to do it, and we're happy to keep going. So thanks, thanks again for the feedback. Love it, love it. Continue it. Like us on iTunes. Do do a review. Give us five stars on iTunes. That really helps us out. So, but yeah, get us those Spider-Man pictures. Yeah. Share it with your friends. Get them into it. And we'll have the winner by the next episode, right? Yes, because we'll have to do that by the next episode so we can try to get it to you by Christmas. Yeah, we'll announce it on on the next episode and we'll get in touch with you. So, let's see. Look at our calendars. Real quick, that way people have a specific date. Yeah, 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 yeah. We record every t- two weeks, uh, so the next episode tentatively would be the fifteenth. Yes. So all, uh, I say by the fourteenth. Or sure. You know what? Let's go a little sooner. What about Friday the thirteenth? Friday the thirteenth. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> And we'll announce the winner on Friday the 13th. We will. That's great. All right, guys. So Send us your pictures of Spider-Man. Come on. Parker, you're fired. All right, come back. I need you. Call the caterer. What do you want? <laughs> Don't you're open that caviar. <laughs> coupons. That's what you're getting. Coupons. <laughs> the Green Goblin. 
He's a menace. All right, we gotta go. Okay. We love you. Bye. See ya.